0: I'm like it. Concerts, festivals, cancel all the socials. No beach, packed beach, civil war of Yemen. Documenting our rebuff, oil prices start to drop. Sanitizer travel ban, troops out of Afghanistan. Chinese economy, when either Blue and Xi Jinping don't even Float away, what else do I have to say? To stop the virus. Open these eyes and the curvy's wide and beating did the virus. Yeah. We're trying to fight it, you know we don't like it. Twin cities, gasoline, testing in the Philippines, Bill Gates, earthquakes, Chelsea Manning that makes Brazil, Russia, USA, most COVID cases here to date. Mine safety regulation, certain taking nation Michael Dean, the unjust, Brianna Taylor, always shot, jewel and kids, giant rides, blue and black, Bernie like Drama Koshoji, murdered by killers for okay. gay. cleaners a galore, I can't take it anymore. We didn't stop the virus. What would need to happen And the girl is mad we didn't stop the virus? But for how much longer will it take you on and on and on and on and on and on and on We stop the virus What would need to happen and the is is We We didn't stop the virus.
1: Yes, it's like it. so, all right, everyone. Welcome to the Tori Show. So it is April 6th, 2022. That was a feel the burn, Bernie version of We Didn't Start the Fire. Ours is going to be better, right? We're going to actually put real facts and not sugarcoat them. So I thought I'd start my first hour with a friend. So we can discuss news that's breaking. And um, before I put him on, I just wanted to say, I I saw two articles that made me so upset. So the first one was talking about the House of Sweden and how he was giving keys out. Let me just get this straight with you guys. The House of Sweden is just like, um, uh, what are those Regis companies? So it's, it kind of lets out you lease out office space, right? It's not even a fucking big deal, but apparently he was just throwing his weight around because he was late on rent. Nobody wants to talk about that, right? So he was like, "Yeah, I'll just give one to my dad, Joe, and you know, and Jill Biden, and all these big names," because he was showing off because he needed money. Um, now I then saw another one where they're like, "Oops, Tucker Carlson allegedly asked Hunter Biden." for a recommendation for school and it's like we talked about that over a year ago it's not breaking news but you know whatever so without further ado here's mike hey mike welcome
2: hey tori hey how you doing to see you again well
1: you you see my 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 stock picture
0: (laughs) <laughs> oh <But you> yeah
2: <laughs> can
1: in person I'll be down there soon to yep. so we can meet up and stuff. Uh we're just on Rumble today. Right now you have almost 4000 people watching you and they're all saying hello and um oh they told me to turn your mic up. <laughs> That would be Mike. So, Mike, how are you doing today? What have you been up to in regards to the news? Because you know, I'm seeing that Jack Maxie's like a whistleblower, and I'm thinking, shit, all the <laughs> copies I sent to Jim Jordan and Chuck Grassley never got there. So weird.
2: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm hearing uh, I'm hearing about it uh, on my ride back actually from uh, from Flynn and Burns America project that was up there today. So I came back from Venice uh, Florida to Naples. And, uh, then I, you know, heard from you and you know, it, 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 a lot of this stuff is year old news and that is certainly as well. Right. Because that, you know, the laptop's been out there from before the election. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you whistleblow on something today that we were actively whistleblowing on, you know, at least when I first saw it a couple of weeks before the election, uh, with Jack, And uh, and Rudy and Bernie and Steve Bannon, you know.
1: Yeah, uh, but how is he the whistleblower? I'm. I am i I
2: really. I'm confused because you were talking about that with me before. I don't know what that means.
1: Well, apparently, you know, it's the Daily Mail, and someone found this old recycled, you know, tweet that I had put out, retweeting Sam Fattis, calling calling him disinfo, (laughs) fact. That was That's something that I did retweet two, two years ago or something. Let me let me look at my Telegram feed. Because someone found it because they were talking about Dominion. And I was like, there is no Dominion gate. If anyone's telling you that, it's false. All the machines are rigged, right? Um, oh, where's that tweet? I know I reposted it when I saw it because I don't have my Twitter. I'm hoping that um, I get some of it. There it is. 11, 15, 20. So it was after. It was like, there is no Dominion Gate. This is misinformation. The software is universal. Ask Hayden, Brennan, etc., Or ask me because disinformation is deadly because Sam Patis called it Dominion Gate. And that was on uh, the 15th of November when we were all down in D.C. already. Um, so that was uh, that was really weird because now the Daily Mail in the U.K., right, U.K., right, is reporting that he ran away to Switzerland because he's a whistleblower and he has all these documents that no one's ever seen. And I'm so confused right now as to the news reporting and, you know, why they're driving it this way.
2: Well, look, honestly, hopefully he does. Right. And there's some major revelations coming out of there in some hidden sectors that you would know much better than I if they're there. Um, but I've yet to see it. And if they're you know, and hopefully they really are that sensitive that he needed to go to Switzerland. Right. And because if that's the case, then there should be some crazy things Coming out of there that are, you know, beyond what we've already had. But uh heretofore I haven't seen it. Have
1: you? Uh, well, I've seen a lot of little. No, I haven't seen anything new that. That I haven't seen. No, I haven't right. seen that- anything new. And it's like and they're blowing stuff out of proportion. I mean, the only thing that I don't have is the kitty porn. Right. That's the only thing that I don't have. So if he's referring to that. OK. I mean, <laughs> well, I, mean, I
2: think you get in trouble for that no matter where you are. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that's why it was left with Costello. Uh,
2: yeah. At least some. I mean, who knows what's actually on that drive? That's one of the reasons why I never have had a, a full copy of it on my person. Uh, but
1: well, apparently, uh, apparently, a his sense. son, his son, parsed through the. The, the the stuff, and I and I did tell the mayor and others, you know, whatever they parsed off, they parsed off important documents too because I was able to put them back together and that's why the mayor was like, hey, where'd you get this? And it's like, um, I had it, um, but you had little pieces of that file too, so putting them together gives me the file. It's little pieces, you know, where you have to piece them together because whoever was trying to delete things, it I don't think it was Joe. I mean, um, Hunter, and I said Joe. I don't think it was Hunter that was deleting things.
2: Well, that's probably true. But you know, bear in mind that we didn't have a lot of time to do anything. And the reason why that happened in terms of uh, editing or uh, or, uh, or redacting things from the laptop is so that we could get more universal or, or more people exposed to it without having to. Like, I didn't look at much of any of the pictures on there because I didn't want to defile my mind even seeing stuff.
1: And, I can't you know, forget the you, picture it, with my like,
2: yeah. like, so you, if you're going to start looking through it, you can't unsee the stuff. And that really wasn't the purpose of my being there. It was about the business related things that were on there. So, um, but, you know. I, yeah, and a lot like of people little- don't
1: know that you're a Harvard business graduate. Oh, you cut out.
2: Call came in. So I yeah. guess that's what happens Yeah, for call. I just dismissed it. I mean, people, I, I guess that nobody know, me know uh, but that's the underlying reason why I uh, uh, came in and tasked myself to looking at that side. There's also what, you know, is the underlying reason why I'm involved in this because of my business dealings that had to do with Cambridge Analytica back from yeah. 2009.
1: And that's um, something we should yeah, talk about. We I'm, should I'm get not into- a
2: political guy. I'm not a, the, you know, I'm a businessman and I had to happen to end up in the swamp,
1: unfortunately. Well, most business usually, yeah, yeah, dozy does that way. Uh, so the 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 thing is, I'm just really confused on this whole whistleblower narrative. I mean, you know, looking at it, I'm just like, I don't understand how he's a whistleblower. Uh, he was sitting in Bannon's office. Uh, you know, he was looking through it. He wanted it to have it all to himself, right? Um, they got into a fight, from what I know, and. You know, that was it. And he says that in the spring of 2021, um, you know, obviously, the, the they, they say the story of when he dropped it off. I know the exact date because it was like March. Um <laughs> Just saying. And it says that he um, was a co-host with Bannon and that he ran away because it has evidence and that he contacted the Daily Mail about the laptop and then black suburban SUVs appeared. That sounds like the story of our life. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it happens all the time. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, You know, when we're having a smoke break anywhere in the country, there's like all these random people. And you're like, hey, didn't I see you in that city, too? It's like, yes, they 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 muck around. They look around. But everybody's had that. And I remember that in January of 2021, um, the uh, copies that I had, I uh, sent off to Jim Jordan's office, to Chuck Grassley's office. And um, oh, freaking hell, Wyden in Oregon, the Democrat, right? Yeah. And that was the stuff that I had. Then when I merged it with um, uh, the stuff from the mayor's office, which wasn't, you know, his drive was like, you know, whatever. Um, and the text, I sent them all copies in July of 2021, um, you know, that were, hey, this is the most pristine stuff you'll find. I've made it bootable for you. All you have to do is put it in and you can boot it into a Mac. It's clean. I take here's an affidavit that I haven't put any viruses and I stick by it. And if any damage is done to federal property while using it, you know, unless it's been, uh, you know, changed from, you know, me sending it, I take full responsibility of all the contents that I place there, you know, like if there's no virus. And that's if the seal isn't broken because I sealed the top. That's how you do it where they have to like, um, kind of like, um, you, you remember how you used to unwrap chewing gum, like Wrigley's gum, where there was like a strip that you ripped. Um, that's how I did it. I I put like a thing where there's like a security strip, you know, I'm used to this shit. So uh, when I sent it off, I sent it specifically. So I'm like really confused as to how he's a whistleblower. Right. And you know how it's such a big deal.
2: Yeah, well, what, one explanation that may be plausible is, you know, the, um, the uh, Bannon War Room there, the Breitbart Embassy, uh, as it's called, is in walking distance from the Capitol. So it's plausible that he, that he walked it over in October of 2020 and whistled blue then. That's what he's referring to. Uh, I guess that's possible.
1: Yeah, but it's just... Um, Not it's. Um,
2: it seems like he's saying that he's the whistleblower contemporaneous with his m- recent move over to Switzerland.
1: I, why did he go there? I think he has a house there, doesn't he, or something like that? No, I, I,
2: don't, I don't know exactly why, but I do know there were some Swiss folks that were helping out with some of the tops down, uh, you know, uh, virtual... Uh, canvassing, as I call it, where you try to concatenate databases or, or scrub databases versus uh, voter rolls. And there were some folks over in Switzerland that he was working with that um, were using some big data techniques. But it's all, you know, tops-down analysis to try to determine what the excess vote was. And there were some folks that were working with him diligently over there. So it might be the same people that he's been working with on the, on the laptop. I mean... I mean, to me, a lot of this stuff just comes down to, you know, uh, people wanting to get more credit, more play, more airtime about something that just should have as much airplay as possible. In, yeah, now of I'm happy 20 about 20 Maxis. Tw- I really do. I mean this one. I wish there were 20 Garrett's 20 Tories, and 20 Jack Maxis. You know, you
1: know that, that's that that's the only reason why I, I whipped that out during the Reawaken America tour. I was pissed. No one's talking about it. And then suddenly, the minute I whip it out, everyone's talking about it because they're like, oh, she can't talk about it. We will. And it's like, and it's exactly what I feared, that when you let the floodgates open, people take emails out of context because it looks juicy and they just make shit up. Right. You know? they just totally make shit up and it's like so weird, like how I'm seeing it because I, you know, a lot of people told me, I think even when I was there and I was like, Hey, you know, um, I have Hunter's laptop. I'd, I, I want to like, show it. Are you okay with that? Like, I didn't know what they were doing on the tour thing. I just want to talk about it, which I did. And they were like, aren't you worried the feds are going to come? And I was like, dude, the feds, I was in his house after he was raided. That shit's tapped from top to bottom. They know all the conversations we had, what we were doing, how we were doing it, what we were eating. Like, I mean, seriously, you know, even the New York Times knew that I had it. You know, when they call me, they know. So it's like, it's not a secret. So the thing is, why now? And why like this?
2: Well, I think they're trying to soften things up for what uh, may be uh, the uh, imminent indictment of Hunter. So they admit that the stuff is out there and they recycle the news that's old as if it's new. But now it's legitimized so that people start to, you know, uh, they, they can't have him indicted all of a sudden. Right. Or he can't start. They can't throw the Bidens under the bus and still have the thing be an illegitimate uh, uh, Russian uh, conspiracy, right? So they have to get rid of that idea, and that's why it's all coming back out again as if it's new. You know, it fits yeah. the narrative.
1: Well, you like, know, Obama think- turned up too, which is weird. True. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. that's really bizarre. Like he turned up, and Joe was like in the room, fucking like, wandering about like a. Baffling buffoon. Didn't he diss every-
2: Didn't he uh, heard that? I didn't know what he exactly did, but Obama dissed him in a way or said something, right?
1: Look, um, Obama has wasn't. been running the show, Mike. Yeah, but he,
2: uh, overtly, he said it. Uh, apparently, made some comment that was being reported, which was a diss on Joe. I don't know what it was. Someone just mentioned that to me today.
1: Well, well, I thought that um, that we can actually. There's, there's video. I want to show this so you could see it too. And everybody else can see it, but it's so weird because he looks like he's fucking lost. And I saw this and I was like, are you kidding me? Is this for real? I want you to see this. Hold on. Let me, let me add it to the stream. There we go. Now take a look at this. This looks nuts. No volume needed. Like, look at that. He's like looking around. Everyone's going to Obama, right? And he's kind of like in the corner, like, all right, what am I doing right now? <laughs> and he's trying to talk to Obama. Can you see that? Yeah. He's trying to get his attention. And he's like, he's like Barack and he's tapping him.
2: Oh, that's what they mean was the diss. Look,
1: was just- look, he's like still talking. He's got his hand on his shoulder and he's like talking to him and he's ignoring him like completely.
2: He's got his own-
1: <laughs> Dude, he like really didn't give a shit. He was like. Yeah, don't care that you're touching me. You know, we don't need to be talking like he doesn't even care. And he's like, Barack, come on, come on. And it's like, what's going on here? Uh, I thought, you know, that the Biden was president. Oh, so weird, isn't it? It's obviously evident what's really going on. Here's um, there's a clip. Hold on. I want to put what Obama when Obama talks and how Kamala is the one introducing him. I don't get that either. By the way, today I went to go get some stuff, and there was a ton of Kamala Harris stuff. Like You need to see this video. Just watch. She's the one that actually introduces Barack Hussein Obama. Hold on. Let me fast forward because she's annoying. Here we go. I'm going to have to mute our mic so we don't get echoes. My mic. Not yours. It is now. It's my great pleasure to introduce the man whose vision and leadership led us to this day whose unwavering commitment to the people of our nation laid the foundation for this groundbreaking legislation. A leader who showed us the way forward on this important issue. Please welcome President Barack Obama. Okay, Mike, you can unmute yourself. Like, tell me what you saw right there. Like, let's just talk people connecting with me. Did I mute you too? Hold on. Unmute. There you go. Um, Okay. Um, Like, look at what you saw right there. You saw Joe just kind of hanging out on the side, Kamala introducing him, and making this great, you know, oh, this is so amazing. You know, he primed us with the ACA, you know. What... Do you see? I mean, you've interacted with a lot of people. What do you see?
2: Well, I see that the, the real leader in this thing is is Obama, not um, not uh, not Joe, and the uh, uh, leader by proxy, I guess, in the White House is Kamala, who's pulling some of the strings. But it's really, you know, it's really uh, Barack because he's, you know, still the star of the show at the White House. Probably behind the scenes, and you know, now in his triumphant return.
1: Kind of like you said, he's in the basement with an earpiece, telling him what to say. Yeah,
2: yeah, and um, mm. yeah, this the, you know this was the replacement to the whole plan of you know Obama for eight years, and uh, then, you know then Clinton for eight years, and then maybe Michelle after that. But um,
1: have we um, ever seen this before, though, Mike? Have we ever seen a president come in to speak in the White House for anything? After oh, absolutely that. not.
2: Because usually they stay in the background and they uh, and they, you know, uh, abide by their role because they don't want to detract. Even when it's, you know, certainly they're not invited when it's the opposite party, but uh, or or wouldn't be invited unless it's for, you know, uh, debut of their, you know, official photograph or painting. Um, but uh, in this case, it's about policy and, you know, again, is is triumphant return to the White House and it's, you know, I think signaling, you know. You know, the, at least to the left, that they have somebody confidently in charge, and it isn't Joe, while they're getting ready to toss him under the bus if he's not already there.
1: So, so yeah. So, what, what it looks like to me is that he went there because they had to have communications that no one could hear. Yeah. This is what it looks like to me. And it oh, yeah, looks like to me that if he's removed, you know, Pelosi might appoint him temporarily. She could.
2: Is that well? I guess you can get another two years, it doesn't say how, right?
1: Um. Mm-hmm. And and you know, so me and Garrett have been going back and forth with this. He's like, Everybody says that the big guy is Joe, right? And I'm like, You know, that's true when he's talking about certain business deals, but when he's talking about other people, the big guy is always Obama. And you know, I'm I'm all about this, like, Obama set joe biden into china and ukraine to usher everything through right he gave him a freaking carte blanche to just go and get shit done he had you know deployed jill biden in africa that shit with patrick Co. i've got pictures on the dates that patrick Co. was in chad that put Hunter and jill there in chad and shit they were running that stuff there too so Biden, as you could see, is a guy that can't tie a shoe, let alone collect all that money. And so the the question is, who's really milking the money and who's really playing the show and who put him up as a front guy? Hence why Obama didn't want him running. Right. Remember that? Obama yep. didn't want him running.
2: Well, because, yeah. And I think he had to run because he knew that, time, you know, if he didn't, he might not be able to sweep all this under the rug. And, uh, of course, Obama is implicated in a lot of it. And there's a few emails that. That I actually refer to him as O. Was a, yep. a, a big one that's contemporaneous with his with Obama's purchase of a place in in, uh, in Cutter uh, Martha's no in Martha's Vineyard. Oh, there's where, one about uh, where, where where Hunter and Uncle Joe, Uncle Uncle um, Jim, are Jim. talking about the the, the biggest business days of their life uh, coming up, and essentially it's saying and you know and 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 Obama. Is screwing it up by making big purchases, <laughs> right? Somehow. Um,
1: well, yeah, because uh, he made that purchase of that house in Cutter. I had a friend of mine who's in the. Merchant oh yeah, he, he, he was buying
2: it. everything at the same time. I guess right.
1: Yeah, and and he bought a, a place in an enclosed kind of area. Hillary Clinton has a house there. He has a house there. Oprah has a house there. All in Cutter, and you know that shit's in the emails too. And it's like, so I'm 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 really wondering, like. What the hell is the whistleblowing about? Like, I'm so confused. Yeah. I'm really confused as to why suddenly they pick up the Hunter Biden narrative, because obviously Tori can't talk about it. She's not allowed to. You've got to let the big boys do it. Right. Um, so the question is, like, you know, what is their end game? Because it doesn't look like they're trying to slow it down. I mean, there's a there's a video. Hold on. Let me see if I can play it for you. It's on Twitter. Um, where Ducey is literally asking Saki about writing letters for school as vice president or whether or not, hold on, let me rewind it and play it. I'm going to, I'm going to mute both our microphones. So that way we don't feedback.
3: On another topic, was it common for president Biden to do favors for Hunter Biden's international business partners like writing college recommendations for their kids?
0: I have, I've seen the report. I have no confirmation or comments on a report about whether or not the president when he was a private citizen wrote a college recommendation letter for an individual.
3: A college recommendation letter, though, from, uh, at the time, a former vice president would be a big deal, so do we know what the president might have gotten in return for doing a favor like that?
0: Again, I have no confirmation of any recommendation letter the president wrote. When he was a private citizen, by the way, not uh, serving in public office, that's even the report.
3: But he's the president now, and you're his spokesperson.
0: Correct. And he was not the president at the time of this report.
3: So there's evidence that the president at one point was office mates with Hunter and his brother, Jim, here in D.C.
0: It's not accurate. That is not accurate.
3: So when Hunter Biden is emailing a landlord, uh, please have keys made available for new office mates, Joe Biden, Jill Biden, Jim Biden, that you're disputing. They were not office mates. No, they were not office mates. Okay.
1: great. See, that's the thing. See, that report is not right. You know what I'm saying, Mike? It's not right. Because they weren't office mates. He just used them for clout because he was late on his lease at the House of Sweden emails.
2: Yep. Well, he did a lot of that. And that that was basically the method by which he he made money or saved money and uh, got himself clout to do either of those two things. The Metabiota. Uh, stuff you pointed out as well, which is the first big breaking story, I guess, that, that uh, you know, in the in the new revelations uh, that, that Jack had put out, you know, that was more typically just the M.O. He networked around, found different ways that his companies or business interests could make him and his family money. And he's really just capitalizing on the Biden name. I mean, I haven't really said much about this before, but Jim Biden, I mean, uh, Frank Biden, Francis, also known as Francis, his real name's Francis, but Frank Biden tried to come on the board of directors of my company in 2019. That's and before so I realized what was really going on, I just thought it was a stupid idea of the management team that I brought into the business. Um, and, uh, and I dismissed it out of hand, but the response I got uh, versus the person that I wanted to bring in, uh, which was somebody nobody knew, they said, well, I think the Biden brand is a lot better. And I was like, what does that mean? The I
1: mean brand? Right. <laughs> I,
2: I should have known what it meant, but I didn't, I wouldn't have seen. I didn't really get deep into this whole thing until the middle part of 2019 when I started working with Rudy on a lot of the stuff that led into the uh, this case I have with him in Ukraine, etc. But that that is their brand. Coercion, extortion, and patroness. <laughs> and yeah, I guess he, that's he, what this uh, wants... manager I hired meant or the CEO
1: I hired meant. It's clout. It's just using names for clout. I mean, I've seen it in various emails where he talks about his dad. And the thing is, they're like, I want the Biden Foundation on it. Yeah, he ran the Bo Biden Foundation. Right. When Bo died, he was on the board. So it's like he just wanted to put Biden. So it makes it more attractive. So people are like, oh, he's got, you know, White House and D.C. ears. You know, oh, it's kind of like Ali Agbar who says that he knows all these people and he does it to make himself sound important, you know, like. Oh, I'm not going to let truth social fail. And it's like, it's not yours to begin with. Who the fuck are you?
2: It's oh, you know. also part of the business model, right? Yes. Because the more he puts his brand out there, even at like some things when corporations do it, it's just a branding exercise. They don't expect to get any sales for that. Right. Um, uh, that's like, you know, it's the Coca-Cola stuck or, you know, stuck all over the world. Right. They don't get necessarily sales for all those, but it's branding. And they, these people went around branding themselves as much as they could, because at some point or another, then you figure, okay, well, the Bidens are especially known for, you know, international commerce, and we'll all get to make money in these, uh, you know, bro deals, or what, you know, however they uh, set them up, if you're into the, that sort of thing, um, and uh, yeah, so there is the Biden brand, and if you're, you know, looking for, you know, globalist, corporatist you know, kickbacks and payoffs, you um, then, uh, you know, then you put a Biden on your board.
4: Yeah. Well, that's
2: why the they invest. Go invest with you. All
1: oh, right. That's why they wanted to put, you know, Francis on yours, because, you know, you'd have the Biden brand. And that makes you in the in crowd, apparently. Right. Because you're you're chilling with a Biden.
2: Yeah. Well, and they probably knew that there was something up for the election uh, for 2020. You know, part of my response is, why would we put somebody, you know, all the branding stuff aside, you know, having to do with an elected official or a potentially elected official aside? Like, why would we put somebody on the board? It's a financial technology bill. Why would we do that? Like, if, if anything, you put somebody that's with the in party, but you definitely don't put a family member, right, of the out party. But, you know, it would be smart enough maybe to put somebody that was, um, you know, a former um you know, uh, Trump administration official that was in finance or something like that, that, you know, I guess people do all the time. It's part of the, you know, revolving door. But here you're talking about capitalizing on the brand of somebody that was in, you know, was in public office. And, they, you know, it speaks to their mindset around that. the back and forth between Saki and Ducey says it right there. Like, you know, she's just, you know, mind-fucking the, the, the public. Oh, well, well, he didn't do that. While he, he did it as a, you know, a, a private citizen, so that makes it okay, right? Even though he's doing it because he was the vice president of the United States, who, who clearly is not done with his political career at any point, uh, as evidenced by the fact that Yeah, he but he, he did president. say
1: something that it's not accurate. They weren't office mates. That was true. Oh, okay. Biden didn't go to the House of Sweden. He just asked for that because he was like, yeah, look at their Wikipedia pages. He was throwing clout around in that whole email, right? In the whole yeah. banter, he, they were not even going to turn up. He just wanted to show off to them like, I'm late on my lease, but don't worry about it. I'm good for it. That's basically it. Like, and they're blowing it out of proportion. Like Hunter, you know, had his dad and his mom or whatever. He gave them his personal cell phone number, Right. He gave them the personal cell phone number on the email and everything, but he didn't give um, like you know. He said just go to their Wikipedia pages. Like it wasn't well, like, look, a super big deal. I'm just saying it wasn't a big deal, and it's weird. And what's
2: puzzling about that? There's a, a, a lot, a lot, a lot that's worse, way worse <laughs> than that. Yet that's what's getting play now. You know, it's uh, it's, it's strange.
1: It is because it's like the House of Sweden is just a office place, you know, where you can hold meetings and do things, you know, and his email was just like trying to show off and and you could see it. It's apparent. Like, why are you making it sound like they were there? We look like idiots because they weren't.
2: Well, and is it really that big of a deal if, if the former vice president of the United States gives a recommendation? If I heard it correctly, he was giving a recommendation for who for college? Is that what it was for?
1: Yeah, well, that was, that was for foreign nationals. Regardless.
2: Okay, but so what?
1: He also gave one for freaking Tucker Carlson's kids, too.
2: That was Hunter himself. Yeah. But this but is asked- Joe.
1: Joe to do it for him listen um he
2: did so like so so
1: yeah (laughs) i mean to me
2: that stuff makes you look even worse unless you really know the vice president personally and he knows you etc you just pick the guy because he used to be vice president but i don't you know think that's i think that falls into the same category as much ado about not that much especially in the context of what's actually on that laptop that is a really big deal and corruption
1: yeah, the corruption is like crazy, but you know, like I like reading through the email, it shows that Joe, that Hunter emailed, you know, the person that was running all the leases, saying, "Oh, the lease will remain under the company's name, but I want you to put this on." They were getting kicked out. Like there's like a whole thing of a contract that they were, he was getting kicked out of the house of Sweden, okay? And then he goes and says, oh, you know, please have keys for Joe, Jill, and Jim Biden and Chairman Yee, and I'd like the office sign to reflect the Biden Foundation and Hudson West, CFC, us and the lease will remain under my company's name, Rosemont Seneca. If you need information above, please refer to their wiki pages. So he fucking drops information on Chairman Yee, right? And then on um, Kevin, you know, the a Gong Wen Dong dude, right? And then he's like, here's Joe and Jim's personal cell phone. And the cell phone number he put isn't his personal one. It's the guy that picks up the phone for Joe, right? So it wasn't even the personal one. So it was him just throwing clout around so he doesn't get evicted. And people are making it like a big deal. And, And I don't understand why it's such a big deal. I don't either. I don't either. I don't know. So let's let me just let's just take it back a notch. Why all of a sudden the Hunter Biden? Why all of a sudden did Maxi pop out and the Hunter Biden laptops a big deal? Like, why now? Why not, you know, in 2020 of March when I dropped the first emails or why not in the summer when Bob came out or why not in October when everybody had all the versions of the laptop? Like, why now?
2: Because now Joe has to go from the left.
1: So the left think, want to replace him. I think it's
2: as simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. I think whatever, whatever, whatever turned the corner on Biden whatever is not working out, or maybe it's just pure politics that they, you know, that they see that things are not going to be, um, not going to work out so well in November. So um, maybe they try to get out ahead of it and, you know, Take a, a turn to try to damage control.
1: Well, it sounds like they don't want elections. They what? It sounds like they don't want elections.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, there's a,
1: <laughs> mm? see,
2: a lot of people like think they that want as special well.
1: Elections, right? Yeah. It sounds yeah. like they want special elections.
2: And for things to maybe take certain turns that would call for the delay of the election or something. There's a lot of people who think that.
1: There's be I've, the, I've been saying market. that we're not having elections for over a year, but, but, but I digress, right? When I say it, people are like, Tori, you're nuts. And it's like, well, no, we're not having elections. We're having special elections. So they don't want elections, right?
2: You know who thinks that too? Who? Mike, Mike Flynn. Well, He no. actually caveats when you... You know, I was with hey, him today I, for a lot of the day.
1: Well, most I of said, the time
2: when he said, when he says the elections in November, he says if there's elections in November, he really believes that they're not going to let this thing turn against them so easily, and they're not going to let uh, uh, Biden end up and this regime be, you know, be replaced by Republicans because we're in control of the. Uh, the Congress. And, and apparently there's a kind of look into the constitutional process for replacing the vice president, which isn't just appointing the president, it's just not appointed by the president. And that matters. So it, it, it probably has something to do with the Congress. Maybe, you know, what it is, Tory. Maybe the-
1: well, that's why I House. said it last year that we're not having elections in 2022 or whatever, you know. We weren't going to have them. They don't want elections. This is why we had all this drama in all the states about redistricting. It's very important. They need the redistricting done, right? Because there is a process, like you said. So both sides really don't want elections um, for whatever reason. That's both Republican and Democrat. Because we see Republicans across the nation, you know, pushing back fucking primaries. You know, how do you do that? OK, like that's crazy stuff. And they've done it. I mean, they did it in the state of Ohio. They're like, we're only doing primary for these positions. We're not doing it for the federal ones like this and this and this. And it's like, wait, what? How do you just do that? So it is um Nancy Pelosi that makes the decision. She's second in line, like she said. I'm second in line. And this is where they had Obama at the White House probably Flanking the skiff, flanking the freaking bowling alley down there.
2: She makes a decision for what? Who the vice president's going to be?
1: She gets to appoint it.
2: The speaker of the house. So, okay. So the party in control decides essentially because they decide who the speaker is going to be. And I guess if they don't like her appointment, they just throw her out.
1: Right. And now we have a bunch of uh, like 300 former under Barack Hussein Obama U.S. attorneys. Working feverishly across the nation to make sure that average people can't run, uh, to make sure that um, you know redistricting is happening. They're making people trip over, in the, and they're even leaking information about Republicans themselves. So people are pissed, right? So they can all be like, "No, we don't want this. We don't want that." You know. Uh, so you know, it seems to me that you know, I knew that it was going to happen the minute. Conversation started. I mean, they all got triggered about the Hunter Biden laptop. See, they were going to let elections go, right? But the minute I pulled out that laptop, everyone started fucking talking about the laptop because they should talk about it, not Tory, right? And so everybody started talking about it, which is fantastic, right? But then As we have this laptop conversation going, we've got Mark Elias, who I hear from a bird uh, that in some state there may be discussions with certain people under seal. He's in a lot of trouble. Sussman is burying that guy.
2: That's what it seems. Yeah. I know.
1: I know. He's uh, uh, Mark Elias is in a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble. There's a lot of random people. Going to random states to testify, there's he's gonna be in a lot of trouble. Um, but so we've got trouble in their camp because Durham is working, which everyone told me I was stupid to think that he was doing something, right? Um, we've and the, got, Delaware,
2: the Delaware U.S. attorney is still a Trump appointee,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: which I think a lot of the stuff related to my company is sitting because there's some weird things happening in Delaware, court cases around my company where the uh, you know where they were trying to appoint uh, that fella,
1: uh-huh. uh, so France, uh, Francis, Francis Biden. Yeah,
2: Frank. and you know they're all Delaware people, and things are slowing up the, in the courts there, and not in a bad way for me, right? Uh, and uh, yeah, and it's all you know, it's all related to uh, these investigations that are going on in, in the Delaware and Durham and then they're and they're cross pollinating themselves, I'm sure, you know,
1: right. And, Well, you know, uh, it it wasn't rocket science to see last winter how they were contemplating how they could delay um, the elections because they saw so many people out there. So um, we've got we I knew that they were going to have special elections because that's the way history has it, that there were there was some fuckery afoot. And we didn't have elections. And that's why I've been taught, I've been saying that we're, we're going to have special elections. We're going to have special elections constantly. And, um, the thing is, I believe that the Democrats are now trying to use that for their benefit. And the fact that Obama went to the White House, nobody gives a shit about the Affordable Care Act. Okay. Why are you bringing that shit up right now? Right. Nobody cares. We've had enough health in our face. The deal was there's this one specific place in the White House. It's a little office room right behind to the side of the bowling alley. That's one place you can talk and it's dead. there's 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 nothing there. It's completely clean. Anything said in that room goes nowhere. It's not like the Oval Office that has eyes in the wall, you know
4: mm-hmm. This is
1: like a, like it is solid. Solid, so I'm pretty sure that's what happened. That he went down there so they could talk strategy in person. And, um, the fact that um, Kamala seemed to be to normal validates that for me, yeah.
2: Well, and then it's a yeah, part of the script is wander around like you don't know what's going on, so then all of a sudden everybody's gonna, you know, uh, 25th
4: Amendment. Uh,
2: all well, right, and, you know, what do you want from us? Now he obviously is, you know, taking a turn for the worse, and everybody should feel sympathetic for the Biden family and everything, you know, that they've done is all, uh, you know, uh, all okay, because now they're taking care of the old man who meant well but now has to check out. And you're right, and then <laughs> if that's the way the process works, yeah, it makes sense. In effect, uh, you, you know, you point uh, – uh, you know Barack to come in as vice president who was really always running the show.
1: Right. The show, and and, so. and the thing is, you know, I had a very Oh, and then
2: by and then by the way, they pardon the whole Biden family. Which they floated today apparently.
1: Yep, they're gonna pardon Hunter. They're gonna pardon everyone. And the crimes and it won't be j- You know, this is this is crazy. Well
4: they
2: floated that today uh, or yesterday. In, in something uh, uh, that wouldn't rule out pardons you know for for hunter and other you know other bidens. yep but you know it's, I don't think it we, I don't think Biden himself the president can't pardon his own family. I don't know that that would actually fly. Well, that's
1: uh, why he has to go. He has to be sick, right? Yep. And then maybe they'll be mourning so you can't attack people when they're mourning, right? So that's weird. But I wanted to tell you something that I didn't tell my audience yet. Um, so what was interesting is, is that I saw very specific people in Texas on Monday. Very specific people, governors from many states were there. Um, since one of them didn't recognize me from where I was in Houston, I, um, was able to snap a picture. Now, the funny thing is a lot of people from the Biden administration were there during this meeting too. And I played dumb, right? Because I wasn't in my, you know, man suit. Um, You know, I kind of played disguise sometimes, right? And um, (laughs) so I was in my whole glory myself, right? I acted super dumb. Like, oh, my gosh, you sound really important. Who are you? And I said it really loud, right? (laughs) Really loud. He's like, oh. I'm the governor of Duggan. I was like, oh, that lady was looking at you. So I just thought I'd say a little bit louder so she can hear it. She's <laughs> like, oh my God, I'm from Oh my God. But anyway, so that meeting was quite interesting that these governors had under cloak and dagger with staffers from the Biden administration. So what was also funny is that I started chatting and had conversations. And it turns out um, uh, the person that I was chatting with, I recognized they actually work for Joe Biden. And so I was like, isn't it a tragedy how they just keep bringing up, you know, Hunter Biden's plagued with drug abuse and whores and all that stuff. I mean, it's a devil, you know, nobody wants to battle that demon. And she was like, yes, so much. But I do have the laptop and it does have crimes, national security you know it doesn't even lead back to joe he's just too simple for that it's obama the uh, the look on her face her oh. duck billed mask extended like that's how far her mouth opened and so the governor's wife after she left was like you do know that she works for the bike. oh i had no idea gosh, (laughs) I was like, they just need to know that it's coming and we're not buying what they're pushing. But the funny thing is is that all these governors met in Houston. Interesting. Right? And very specific ones, the Arkansas one. I mean, people could go ask which one of their governors traveled to Houston this week. It'll be very interesting what they get back. It's so interesting considering that Hold on. I should show you this. Look at what the governor of... Um, hold on. Hold on. This is this was so funny. I was just like, this isn't real. But let me play this. Listen to this. Hold on. Let me put it up. Hold on. Oops. Shit, I took you off. Hold on. Four
4: from Mexico into Texas. And at this time, I'm going to sign my directive to Colonel McCraw, the director of the Texas Department of Public Safety to get that project underway immediately for the zero tolerance and the inspections that will be taking place. Second, to help local officials whose communities are being overwhelmed by hordes of illegal immigrants who are being dropped off by the Biden administration, Texas is providing charter buses to send these illegal immigrants who have been dropped off by the Biden administration to Washington, D.C. We are sending them to the United States Capitol where the Biden administration will be able to more immediately address the needs of the people that they are allowing to come across our border. To get that going, I'm gonna sign a letter to Chief Nim Kidd with the Texas Division of Emergency Management who will be in charge of this operation. together and to recap on these what colonel mccraw is charged to do is uh, in this letter i say that i hereby direct the texas department of public safety to conduct
1: okay so mike what do you think of that like he's gonna put a bunch of illegal migrants on a bus and send them to dc what do you think of that
2: i think he could be doing a lot more than just that he runs a border state and he's got a lot more authority than to just send them someplace else in the country to make a political statement. Um, there's a lot, uh, of things that, um, he could be doing that he has the authority to do. And, uh, for whatever reason, he's not doing it. Um, uh, from what I understand, I haven't studied it myself under the Texas constitution. He can, um, uh, actually, uh, uh, use his authority to stop the, uh, you know, the flow, uh, in a couple of different ways using, um, using the power of the, the money coming out of Texas into the federal government in the form of taxes oh again I haven't looked into the stuff but also because the jurisdiction uh, exists at a state level when these people come into the country and uh, the sheriffs could uh, be doing a lot more but they'd have to do it on order from the governor and he doesn't uh, it just seems very you know very superficial and political because they're still staying in the country.
1: Right. Um, and, right. And, and and when they get to D.C., they're just going to disperse them to other states like Maryland and Tennessee. Yeah, it's a shell game. They're
2: just going to put them on buses back, back to Texas.
1: Right. You know? That's it. Or Florida. Remember when they threatened to send them to West Palm Beach? <laughs>
2: <laughs> and they were like, well, yeah. they could go anywhere. I mean, I don't even know how, uh, how you manage those logistics. You're talking about dropping off people someplace. So like, you know, you're just going to have a bus standing by to pick them back up. It's not going to, you know, there's a, there's a lot more that can be done. And for whatever reason, uh, uh, you know, a lot of these guys, is, and I think Abbott gets a lot of criticism, I think, and rightly so. It's just, for it's too much of a, a you know, a hot button issue that, um, you know, these guys are all afraid that these, uh, you know, that they're just going to get beat at the, uh, you know, at the ballot box if they actually do anything to stop it, um, but, which is not true. Um, Or they have them, you know, compromised in some way.
1: Well, speaking of politics, the House voted to charge Dan Scavino and Peter Navarro with um, criminal contempt to Congress for refusing to comply. And they're arguing, well, Scavino was at the rally for Save America, so he can have footage that we need. But, you know, both of them have executive privilege. I mean, I I think some of the things that I've done when I signed the NDA, I can't talk about because it's covered under executive privilege, too. The one that I did, you know, um, right after J6, so it's like, you know, they're right to say that. Now the Justice Department is what? Going to come up with criminal charges? Because that'll be fun to see where the criminal charges against Congress lying. I mean, what is your take on that?
2: Well, I th- that happened last week, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, my take on it, it doesn't seem like Garland is moving very quickly on any of these. No, uh, irrespective well, of COVID. what does, Oh the, well, I don't think you know it, 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 it. I think it's pretty telling, right? I think it's caused enough issues. The one that they did on on Steve Bannon, uh, uh, and it really isn't up to Congress, even if they are, you know, putting forward a, a criminal uh, referral. And I don't think Garland is doing anything about it because the bigger fish he needs to fry is Joe is Joe Biden himself, right? Um. Because it can't, you can't have it both ways. I mean, you know, they're going to be focusing on one thing. It's the replacement of Joe Biden to, you know, to uh, to stop the bleeding, not uh, you know worrying about Jay, uh, you know, Jay six especially if you're Merrick Garland. Because
1: wait, what bleeding? Here's the thing: he was never going to bleed. We've. I've been writing about all this crap about Hunter Biden for forever and a day. I sent Congress. This is why I'm... Continue- no,
2: stop the bleeding in the administration itself. Quite, man. They don't quite. want this guy there anymore. So, you know, they, they can't... It, 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 Garland would be the one that has to actually prosecute under the referral. And I don't think he wants to because the fish he needs to fry is Joe Biden. <laughs> the pressure right. is going to come from there to... You know, get behind this whole notion that, um, you know, he's got to go and, you know, um, I think it would be too disruptive to go you know, in both directions, right? Start, you know, indicting these people on January 6th, um, you know, around these, you know, misdemeanor executive privilege issues when the executive that is denying the privilege, which is actually Joe Biden right now, is, uh, is not even competent enough to have made those decisions. That's what it says. You know, because he's the one. Joe Biden is saying that he is not going to uphold the executive privilege of the presidency. You can't. He's the sitting pres. Well, he could. He could say that these guys, you know, even though they, you know, they were advisors to the president of the United States, and that's the office he holds now. And we're going to claim executive privilege over that. It's Joe Biden's call, not Trump's, right now. And Joe is the one that is allowing that to be. Uh, you know, pressed if by he, the January. He,
1: listen, listen. I'm actually on. But also, he's
2: not. But he's not in his right mind, so we can't make that decision anyway. And well, that's what I'm okay with say.
1: him. I'm okay with him doing that. I'm totally just like I was okay with them impeaching Trump after he left. I'm okay with them squashing, you know, the whole executive privilege, because once they do that, it's 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 freaking free for all on the Obama administration after that. There is no executive privilege to hide under. You just killed that. So well, we're why, kill it too. And that's why let them have their cake because President Trump has nothing to hide.
2: Since you and bring that up today, I'm, uh, that's one of the things that, you um, know uh, because of my work on both Rudy's team for Trump and Sydney's team for Trump and the Trump campaign, uh, I, I should have that privilege. My conversations with... Uh, with the attorneys, Trump's attorneys, is why even assert the privilege? Everything that I would have to say is is helpful and the truth. And why, uh, you know, why get in the midst of that? Because you know we're not going to. There's a lot of stuff that should come out about past presidents, and uh, you know, namely Obama and people, uh, you know, and and Joe. That and that's what I'm
1: saying. I'm saying let them fucking kill the privilege. I, I I'm game for that. I want yep. them to say there is no executive no. privilege because now we already got the door open to impeach 44, which then would impeach Biden as well. Which means, and with Biden's crimes, we would just it would just be a shit stain on history, and we would take everything they did away because we don't know if it was done for quid pro with whoever they were quid proing with, right? So I'm I'm game with that. Like, uh, yes, let them say that there's no executive privilege. I want that because then that smacks them dead in the face. We already got one down. We can impeach a previous president. Now we're going to get number two. And, you know, the thing is, the Rothschilds and all of them on Twitter, we're having a field day, which I'm not on there to celebrate with them. Right? <laughs> Months ago, for over a year, saying, oh, this chick is like, all about this QAnon conspiracy. And it's like, I'm far from conspiracy. Is saying that she's going to impeach Obama. <laughs> it's like that they're going to impeach. Oh, you watch us do it. Right. When they were impeaching President Trump after he left office, I was like, this is it. Right. This yep. is it. And I think that I, you know, I'd say invoke it so they could tell you you don't have it. So that way I can get people on your level too. Like, you know, out there in the open when the impeachment starts on Obama. And that's probably why he was at the white house too. He knows it's coming.
2: True. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, well, he the, knows it's coming.
2: the only thing that could stop it is if he get some popular support and, you know, he was a popular president. So I think that's really where it's going down here. That's, that's who has the power right now. It's the people who are, uh, who are going to, um, and that's yeah, certainly not supporting Biden. Right. Know, so maybe they'll support Obama. And they're and not support is, Kamala either.
1: This is the problem with the right. If the right was putting more of the message that Joe Hunter's laptop shows Joe and Obama made a shit ton of money, you know, then we've got Obama's camp leaning toward us. You know, we already got them saying BLM is a sham because they got caught buying mansions and shit with that money and it was unregulated and all that stuff. But could you imagine if word on the street is Obama had put Joe as a front to go make all this money? That's how he made that money. Uh, You know, this is how you do it. And this is how well, that, you fix the script. If people start bringing Obama's name up whenever they're talking about the Hunter Biden laptop, and that's what the right needs to do, so that way we can get those in the middle and those that lean left to be like, "Wait a minute, you know, Biden didn't do all this shit by himself."
2: Well, and that, and then you get Hillary Clinton with uh, everything uh-huh. that's coming coming out with the Russia probes and and, uh, and, the, and and the mark Elias stuff that you were just talking about that's the trifecta and that's what signals the death of the Democratic at least national party um, and uh, and that's really what we should be going for in the, in the that's what we are going for in the fall and that's what would make me think that the sentiment that you you uh, you know, you and General Flynn bling up that there, it, like, if there's going to be elections, that's what gives me pause to say, wow, if that's what's at stake here right now, the destruction of the National Democratic Party as we it is, exists today, then Nancy Pelosi is not going to allow that to happen one way or another, right? And neither that's is the choice. other powers that be. Well, she I mean, no she, but that's why there wouldn't be elections. They try to figure, yeah, she has no choice but to cancel the elections and do special elections or whatever their alternative plan is, uh, because it's for all the marbles, right? Yeah, they're just, gonna drop,
1: they're just going to like what August time, maybe drop a nuke from the sky and make it sound like we're <laughs> at war. That, you know, that's going to be their last resort. I mean, we've got Tucker talking about aliens right now. I mean, they should have fucking pulled that card in 2020 just to make it perfect. But the, the bottom line is everyone's waking up. They're seeing this organized movement to change our money. They're seeing this organized movement. And we're talking about the left, right? Yep. Um, we're talking about the left. And that's what's important. So there's organized movement. Um, that the left is now seeing that something's not right. This globalization thing, they're not buying it anymore, right? Uh, they're seeing that we're literally, he's picked wars, done wars. And now they're finding out that the media has been covering up for them. And now they're finding out that in the laptop, Joe was doing all this stuff. You know, the thing is, the media is talking about all this shit, but no one's talking about Ron Klain and Obama. Clearly, in the damn fucking laptop talking about Metabiota, which is a non-pharmaceutical company. It just does statistics, right? But I told my audience about Black & Veatch months ago, right? I just dropped the name because I didn't know when it was ready for people to talk about it. Um, When it was the right time, and it seemed like the right time when I whipped that laptop up. Mm, Go figure, right? The minute that happened, the New York Times was calling up all these people, Tori says this, Tori says that. And suddenly everyone, Maxie comes out of a hole that he was hidden in. Oh, I'm a whistleblower. And it's like to to be a whistleblower, you gotta have a whistle. You don't have everybody has that whistle.
2: I had the whistle. Well For over a
1: year
2: and a half. Well puzzling at best.
1: Yeah, but the thing oh. is, it, it's it's so bizarre. How do they all know that I paid the damn freaking call girls to convince him to drop shit off, right? And, you know, the mayor would even tell you this. I told him, I think that whoever parsed the drive that they gave you, they deleted very important files. And it wasn't just child pornography. So whatever, uh, you know, um, the mayor got was a sanitized copy from his lawyer. So the question is, who did Bob have look at it? Was it really a son and or or agents, you know, because that's like for chain of custody, right? You got to give it to a lawyer, right? Kind of like the way I got the Halderman extended declaration, it was given directly to my lawyer, not me.
2: Well, the, the, that way know, there's the, a chain the, of custody we don't know the chain of custody also was interrupted in the middle there because it, it it went to the folks at the New York post. Well, the FBI, but then the New York post too, before we even saw, well, I, at least I saw it in October. Um, but they were vetting it before that. And I'm not sure, you know, who got what copy and what could have been, you know, moved around, changed. I do know that some, uh, attempts were made to, uh, you know, to, to organize things better and put some directories on the desktop to make things easier to, uh, you know, to access. Um, but uh, so and, I, you know, it, it's entirely possible that this again, it happened so quickly that things could have occurred that might appear diabolical, but it were just a function of the huge rush we were in, you know, to get the information as two weeks before the election. And you had a major piece of evidence that uh that um uh, you know as many hands on deck as we could get were needed and that could have caused some um you know shortcuts to be taken or mistakes be made uh in something that there should have been a you know ideally been a perfect chain of custody i mean jack even says in one of his interviews that uh, um you know, he had Meriday associates or someone the whole laptop and he paid them, he applied, I guess he paid them the money or somebody sponsored them doing it and they missed a bunch of things. I mean, there's a lot on there, but you're right. There's also a lot of interest in changing things around because of, uh, you know, <laughs> the implications uh, or the implicated people that are on there.
1: Well, for but, me, it took me over a few weeks to find all the emails that showed that Hunter Biden And his associates had planned to smuggle someone from Mexico to meet with Joe and Barack. And they did it for Vadim. Was it Vadim that they were flying in or some other guy? I'm trying to remember. Let me see it because I wrote the article. I wrote the article and it took me forever because the thing is when you write the things, you want people to, um, to be able to see it. Do you see what I'm saying? Yep. To be able to see it themselves and and see the story come out. So this one this one hold on let me let me put it on the screen so you could see it too. So it was the Hunter Biden smuggling foreign criminals over the border to to meet Joe Biden and possibly Obama because it was oh right And so here it is where they started the talk in 2014, right, where they're having all these conversations that he's on a visa ban list. Um, uh, They wanted to know Burisma. Of course, nobody from Burisma ever met the vice president of the U.S. or somebody from his staff. We're not sure. Um, So that's what Vadim said. Can you tell me the exact date of the incident that the visa happened? And then... Uh, give you a call like I've I've put it all down high level meeting Joe and O, right right here with Vadim so they were going to go to Mexico for a meeting and then uh, he's telling Vadim that you know dinner in DC is on the 16th did they have dinner yeah they did because then he thanked him for meeting his father and it was a pleasure and they're talking about these people that were not allowed right yeah. in the country see nikolai Shlosevsky, you know i'm just saying like he smuggled him from the border they planned it from 2014 to get it done for 2015 this is this is crazy stuff i'm not like making it up it's like in the emails oh which i was scrolling through and no one was looking at so this is it it has it all laid out uh, from the from may 14th to when uh they had the meeting so they were talking about it, and I highlighted the dates, and I showed that they planned it, yep. that they had a visa issue, right? Visa issue and Mexico. They knew people in Mexico, and Hunter's still trying to get confirms for our contacts. We can't postpone high level meetings, Joe and O, right? Nikolai is going to go there, right? Nikolai Shlasevsky was smuggled through the border, okay. This guy, and you know what they did for this guy? In 2014, he was wanted for um, crimes in the United Kingdom. And what happened was, um, uh, Joe Biden and Obama got the United Kingdom off his back, where they arrested him. Right? He was the head of Burisma. And they, their ultimate goal was to target Gazprom, right? They wanted okay. Gazprom. That's the only reason they were in energy, because once they got into Gazprom, uh, you know, which is the Russian side, right? They would then squash it and start exploiting the natural gas reserves in Ukraine. That was their safari. This this laptop shows you their hunt, you know? Yeah. And they've made claim to that. So, you know, out of all the things that people are talking about of, oh, he was boasting himself for a lease and shit. Why aren't they talking about this? Smuggling someone through the fucking southern border that I've mapped the fuck out and nobody's talking about it.
2: Yeah. And I I, I actually think in terms of impeachment, ultimately, should we have an election, we get control. And, you know, January one, the article's. Uh, are uh, are released. That would be the first article. It is about various things with respect to the border. It's stuff like this being one, because it is a high crime, and this would have happened while he was in office, right? Uh, clearly, you know, taking part or complicit in a scheme to break the law. Joe, that is not just Hunter. Joe, right? Um, uh, by bringing somebody like that in to the country, save. And then on top of it, what's happening at the border right now, clearly in violation of law, making it a high crime or misdemeanor. And that's what uh, a lot of folks think, you know, the first article would be. And then when you bring the border into it, you get Kamala, too, because, well, what is she? She's apparently the borders are. Right. So. um,
1: Right. But but uh, But the thing is, what I'm trying to say is they planned this over a year to bring this dude within our borders.
2: Well, that's why it clearly defines the crime and the conspiracy among, uh, and uh, you know, the the vice president who's now the president, and it's there. But yeah, why is it not being talked about?
1: This, this, about, look, I reported this in twenty twenty one. Let me see the date. Damn, where's the date it. on this? Yeah, it was. Um, is it twenty twenty one? June twenty twenty one. That is like the biggest deal. They started planning on May 13th, 2014. And as you see, it was for a meeting that they had in April, on April 16th, 2015. So they literally sat there for over a year, finding ways to smuggle him through the southern border by using Mexican authorities that they had clout with. Right. And then, um, border patrol and secret service, like this is what we need to be talking about. Right. We shouldn't be talking about cracking. This is the shit that knocks them out because I guarantee you that Barack Hussein Obama was at that meeting. I guarantee you. And that's, that's the thing, man. Like, why aren't they talking about this? You know, whistleblower my ass. This is the sauce, not fucking. Oh, I'm so tired of this. Tell me, what is your perspective on, okay, obviously other people are getting on board with my prediction from last year that we're not going to have elections, right? We're going to have special elections. When that happens, that's whatever. Um, what do you see going forward? And then another thing I want to ask you before I go to a break, I don't know if you want to stay for the remaining time, but um, I want to know when we can actually talk, you know, 2009 Cambridge and Dish.
2: Um, we can talk that, well, we, tonight we won't be able to do it. I actually got to, uh, <laughs> I got to yeah. get inside and, uh, and, uh, take care of some family business. but we could certainly do it, um, next week. Um, and uh, listeners could kind of dig in a bit. I think you, uh, you spoke a little bit about it, but Cambridge Analytica, uh, uh, or we spoke a little bit about it in our, my earlier call, but that, uh, that is what, um, that is what drove me into this whole thing is occurrences that happened with respect to Alexander Nixon Cambridge Analytica with my business in 2009, which led Rudy to be my, become my attorney in 2019. And it involves, uh, let's just say a large uh, uh, a concern that controls a lot of 5G uh, network um, rights. And uh, that's what I believe is the genesis of a lot of the issues around 2016, and who needed to be in control and why, and especially around Cambridge Analytica. Um, but we'll um, leave that for the the next time. Your listeners could do some research. around. a lot of it's very easily findable too. It's just that there has to be the impetus to do uh, to do the research on it, um, which uh, which maybe now with the, the collapse of the. Regime, uh, at least around Biden and, the, and the, uh, Hillary as well, with these. Yeah, but, but keep in
1: mind, keep in mind, these fuckers went to the White House. They met with Joe and Obama and they committed as a couple under their administration. Remember, 2014, 2015, he was vice president, Obama no. was president. They committed an actual high crime by smuggling someone. That was on the do not come into America list. No. Using well, that, And that's so, why I
2: think ultimately we'll be able to get them if there's, a, if there's an election, um, <laughs> which I think there will be. I, it's a bit far-fetched to me that the uh, American— uh, That doesn't mean they might not try to change things, but it would have to be something serious, like you say, a nuclear bomb or aliens landing.
1: Right? Yep. Um, well, the nuclear and, bomb's uh, not so far off. They're already so talking we,
2: about it. Yeah, right. So we got to, you know— the only thing we could do there is pray that these guys aren't that diabolical and evil. And then once I start thinking about that, after what I've seen, um, nothing's off the table to our point before. It's for all the marbles, and um, you know. So we can only pray that they uh, that they um, you know you see the light and not uh, and not continue to lust for evil and power. So I'm gonna. Um, I'm going to sign off. I'm getting the uh, blinking lights on the I No,
1: I will see you probably at some point next week. Oh,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. You know what? That'd be uh, if, if, if you're down here, then maybe we could do it uh, together live in person someplace. Uh,
1: oh, my gosh. That would be kind of awesome, actually. Yeah, we should. Florida. And they got a better setup down there, too. So yeah. Quick.
2: Yeah. And maybe well, we could Thank both you do, very much. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for having me on again. It's uh, always uh, always a pleasure talking to you both on and off the air. And God knows we yeah. had plenty of discussions off. Yeah. But uh, thank you to you and your uh, your your great audience to uh, have me back on and uh, and uh, you know and kind of pour parts. Let me, of any, let me see if let me see if
1: anyone has questions. Give me a second because there's a delay on Rumble. Hold on. Um, does anybody have? They're saying yes. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Bye, Mike. You've got 6,300 people watching you right now. Uh, so <laughs> right. everyone's like, thank That's you. That's my record. <laughs> yeah, Unless well, we had
2: more the last time.
1: Well, yeah. Well, I have it only in one channel now. Um, you know, I'm kind of being sequestered. No, they don't have any questions, but wait till you guys hear about um, Cambridge and Dish. We'll talk... With Mike on that in better detail. And I, and I know my diggers love to dig and they would probably be your best digging team for anything legal too. Um, on that note, thanks, Mike. Yep. Thank you, Thank you
2: very much, much Tori. Take thanks. Care. Much love. God See bless. You. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, guys, let's go for a quick intermission and we'll be right back. Get that coffee going.
0: And Doris Day, Red China, Johnny Ray, South Pacific, Walter, Wichel, Joe DiMaggio, Joe McCarthy, Richard Nixon, baker Television, North Korea, South Korea, Marilyn Monroe, <laughs> Rosenberg, Sage, bomb, Sugar Ray, Panmunjom, Randall, The King and I, and The Catcher in the Rye, right, Eisenhower, Vax, Giano, Liberace, Satayana, we didn't start the fire. It was always burning since the world's been turning. We didn't start the fire. No, we didn't light it, night, but we tried to fight it. Joseph Stalin, Alan Kauf, NASA, and McCarthy, Rockefeller, Campanella, Communist block Roy Cohn, Wateron, tuscanini Dachron, Geng Geng, food falls rock around the clock.
1: And then they tell you that you're the underdog. Stop it. Stop. Stop. Can you see how much control you have? A little lift of a laptop. And there we go starting the conversation. Sometimes when people have things planned, like when they're going to have a revelation, when they're going to put something forward. Oh, leave it to us. We're the bigger people. We know. And you're just like, no you're not that smart. You need to turn up the heat, right? And when you turn up the heat, people panic. People panic. People that have a plan that they want to implement panic, right? It's kind of like your day, you know? You have a day. You've got a plan. You're like, I got Manny Petty set up. I got to go pay bills. I got to drop shit off for my taxes. And then your kid calls you and it's like, I'm throwing up. Shut up. Suck it up. Are you serious? You're ruining my day. Now I'm going to have to cram all that stuff at another time for what I have to do because something unexpected came out. That is more important than all of that. You know, your, your, your life, your child is your life, right? And you go for it. So imagine being the people on the right supposed good side and then people on the left that are not and suddenly there's this random person that they just can't freaking bury says look crimes right here you know it was easy ignoring the website it was easy silencing speech right because we could shut her up we could get the QAnon decoders to talk shit we could get the people on the right that write for us to ignore her and just take her shit and redo it. Nah. And we could do all that. We'll destroy whatever they created. And so it's like, all right, do you want to play games? Now we're talking. Right? It's really unfair. It's really unfair, isn't it? It's unfair. It's almost like when I when that guy was begging me, ooh, play me $20 chess. And I said, dude, it won't be fair. It will not be fair. And it's not fun. I mean, if you want $20, I'll give it to you. He's like, play me. I'm so good. And I play a lot of people here on Bourbon Street. I'm like the best. Dude, he took like, it it was like six moves and he was gone. Okay? It wasn't fair. Games are my thing. I love games. I'm actually contemplating on getting the new Xbox, but unfortunately, that is going to be at another time because I refuse to get the white one. I need the black one where I can actually house the things rather than, you know. I love games, And the thing is, is that when someone turns up the fire, you fuck up. You both fuck up. See, this is where you trip and fall. It's kind of like, you're just like, oh man, I got to push those appointments back. You're going to forget the form you needed to take with you. You're going to wear pants that you can't bring over your knee when you go for that petty, right? You're going to go to another place and you're not going to have your usual person do your toes and they're going to mess them up, right? It's kind of like this. This is exactly what you're watching. A freaking train wreck from both sides. So interesting. So, um, yeah. So that is how you take control of a situation. Do you know what you do? You turn up the heat and you let them go. Right? Now, I did tell you guys... (laughs) (laughs) long time ago that we're having special elections. Obviously, Tory conspiracy theorist, doesn't know what she's talking about. Damn, I've been super bang on point for like five years, so I don't know. But one thing that I did post, and I think a lot of people missed, was this picture. Now, as you could see, I'm on Bourbon Street, and I have um, my friend Grant up there, and um, he just happened to be at the poll, and he's like, what do you do? And I wanted to put a picture up. And it was a very specific picture. And as you can see, it is a sticker that was already there that said, no aliens allowed. And I had a sticker of President Trump, which I refused to put at the pump. Do not put any stickers of President Trump. Keep it with Biden. Because then, you know, the message gets messed up. Don't mess up the message. But as you see, it says, I'll fix that. See, see. See, it's telling you something, see? And so, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, aliens, they're not real, or they are real. Dude, we've been here for like forever and a day. And it's like, he'll fix that because that's how far they'll go. They will cause chaos just to make sure that they still have control. That is what they're going to do. Chaos, complete and utter chaos. That's what they chaos. Because see, that's what makes sense to them. If it's all going to be messed up, we're just going to give it full, pure chaos, right? So, why not enjoy it? Enjoy that. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. it. So, (laughs) so then another thing that I was talking about with Mike that I kind of inferred was that I had gone somewhere as a dude, you could still see the glue on my eyebrow. Um, looking at the picture, it's to the right. I still have some r- glue residue. Um, and I left the fat chin on, which is on the side. You could see it that it looks like weird, like it's not supposed to be there. Because I kind of I had a run. <laughs> had a run. So, uh, uh, you know, you could see, which is okay. I wanted to say something. So here's my conspiracy theory. <laughs> It's like a theory. So uh, while you're looking at this fantastic picture of my leftover glue in my eyebrow and the extra fat face that I forgot on the side, uh, which was super bizarre. um, I didn't notice until I sat until I got onto the airplane. Okay, check this out. So the um, the whole plane was a full flight and it was a big flight going to Cleveland. Big flight, big flight. And obviously I get preference being like a um, mile, whatever, something, something, uh, where I get um upgraded because they were overbooked too. So it was like everyone was packed like sardines. They needed to check on stuff. There were too many people, it was just a hot mess. So I get like the worst seat you could get in first class, which is you can't lean back on a three hour flight. And it was like whatever. So, as I get onto the plane, behind me is a gentleman. He's tall. He's not stocky. He's built like Elon Musk, but he's wearing a a hair thing. He's wearing hair that I think I've worn the same hair before. And the thing is, it was really weird because the hair in the front, you know how um, people can use wax to stick it to your forehead? Right. Or if you're like wearing a hat and then your hair looks like it's stuck to your forehead. Um, well, um, the person that was in row three and I was in four stopped right behind me and I'm like, OK, I guess I put it in here. And he speaks and I'm like, I know that voice. And then I'm looking at the hair and I can see the glue. Right. And I was like, damn, I've used the same hair. So I was just looking. And I was like, hmm, yeah, I'm going to, oh, yell, let me help. So the person helps me, and I recognize the voice. And I'm like, no, stop it, stop. So at some point, I got up to use the bathroom, right? And as I come back, I'm in that, you know, walking back to the seat. Person's like right, sitting right in front of me, not like any, you know, right in front of me. The plane was packed, okay, packed. Person was right in front of me you know, and I was like, I stared at him. If, if it's not, then, you know, either my game is off or, you know, and I just look like a really creepy fat girl, just checking some dude out. And I stared at him and he saw me staring at him and I just kept looking like I didn't blink. Right. And then when I got up from behind, you know, got there, I was leaning over his chair, looking at what he was watching on his iPad. Right. So the minute I land, I tweet out to Elon Musk. Hey, do you travel in disguise? And um, no response, obviously. But then Elon posted a tweet. Oh, hi, Lo. So weird. Um, So weird. (laughs) So weird. So weird. I actually think it was Elon. I could could be wrong. I know the voice. It, It was identical same eye contact, same movement. He's lost a bit of weight. Um, so that was really funny. Um, if it was him, I, cause I recognize the voice. There's like, no way it's not him. Like, no way. Like that's it. Like the first thing is like when I looked up to him because he's obviously taller than me, almost everybody in the world is taller than me. Um, you know, I noticed the hair and I was like, damn, I've worn the same type of hair before. It looks like a disguise. And then I noticed that the forehead. I'm like, either he wore a hat or that's glue, and that's like special glue that looks like wax that blends with your skin. It was just like so weird. So it was it was really bizarre. Um, when I landed, I went to get my car and then came and got my suitcases super on time, right? Because um, this time, because every single time I park my car. I always leave, like, you know, the little ticket thing um, in a visor or something, and it either gets demagnetized somehow or it's, like, lost. So, this time, I um, took some tissue and wrapped it and put it somewhere, and I was like, this is a safe place that I won't forget. Why? Because I freaking texted it to myself. So, I wouldn't forget where I put the little ticket, so that way I can leave quick. So, I take my car first time it's worked ever ever and i come back and i see him taking a suitcase and i'm super staring right now okay i'm like staring and i'm like man and so he's like a multi mile member like myself um it was it was really weird cuz i just saw the email you know um The the email. Yeah. The email notification from Twitter earlier. Was it today in the morning at night? I don't remember. And um, he said, oh, hi, Lol. And I was like, damn. So maybe, maybe not. Who knows? But that was a fun story and um, kind of talks to my really bad disguise that you could see I have remnants on. As you're looking at the picture, it's on your left face. You can clearly see that. Well, I know what to look for the tape that's there with the extra fat piece for the face, which isn't mine. And then my eyebrow of that eye has glue in it and you could t- <laughs> you could see it so bad. Well, you know, it's really hard to change in a freaking coffee store bathroom. Um, but, <laughs> but it was interesting listening. I'll tell you that. Um, It was interesting listening. And yeah, that's what I thought too, that Elon has a private jet and, you know, why would he be there? But I'm telling you, I heard the voice and it was a fun, fun kind of thing. Who knows? Maybe the guy just thinks I'm weird, but it was fun. Now, a lot of people fly commercial. Um, That governor was actually on my plane too. Um, (laughs) So why was he coming to that state? It's so weird right? And he was walked on first, of course, before everybody. And he sat in the exit row right behind first class, the really big open space one, right? By himself. So, any, that's just to say that there are a lot of people that, you know, operate in disguise. Things that are meant to be um, in one way are done in another. And this is why I think it's important to listen to what Barack Hussein Obama said in his opening speech about ACA, apparently, because it tells you exactly why he is there. And it's important you listen.
5: Thank you. Vice President Biden. Vice President. That was a joke.
1: Was it though? Was that a joke? Was that a joke? Does that look like a joke to you? Does that look like a joke to you? Because it doesn't look like a joke to me. It looked really natural and uh, really staged, really scripted. And just bringing him in is to see who would give support to take him on. See, this is something you need to see. See it again, where he starts.
5: Thank you. Vice President Biden, Vice President. That wasn't Joe. My president, Joe Biden, Vice President Harris. Our dear friend, uh, Madam Speaker, Nancy Pelosi, Uh, all the members of Congress who are in attendance today, the members of Cabinet, uh, it is good to be back in the White House. Um, It's been a while. I confess uh, I heard some changes have been made (laughs) by the current president since I was last here. Apparently, Secret Service agents have to wear aviator glasses now. <laughs> the Navy mess uh, has been replaced by a Baskin-Robbins. <laughs> and there's there's a cat running around, which I, I guarantee you, Bo and Sonny would have been very unhappy about. <laughs> um, but, uh, coming back, even if I have to wear a tie, which I very rarely do these days, um, gives me a chance to visit with some of the incredible people who serve this White House and who serve this country every single day. A lot of times out of the limelight. Uh, they, they make this government function and they help people in ways big and small. And, and from the outside, sometimes people don't understand just how grueling this is and how many sacrifices people make. Uh, Because those of us who are in front of the cameras oftentimes get the credit. Um, But it's a lot of people uh, who are devoted day in, day out uh, to making this country better that matter, and uh, a lot of them are represented here. And that's not just in the West Wing, by the way. Uh, It's also in the residents. There were a lot of people who looked after our families. that I will always be grateful to. So it's wonderful to be back to say thank you to all of you. Um, but most of all, coming back here gives me a chance to say thank you and spend some time with an extraordinary friend and partner who was uh, by my side for eight years. And Joe Biden and I did a lot together.
1: Yes, you did.
5: We helped save the global economy, made record investments in clean energy, we put guardrails on our financial system, we helped turn the auto industry around, repeal, don't ask, don't tell. But nothing made me prouder than providing better healthcare and more protections to millions of people across this country. So, So when President Biden said he was not going to just celebrate the ACA, but also announce actions that would make it even better, I had to show up. <laughs> I think it's been well documented just how difficult it was to pass the ACA. There, <laughs> there's, you can get a lot of testimony here uh, in case uh, uh, folks haven't heard as a country, we have been talking about reforming healthcare for a hundred years. Unlike almost every other advanced economy on earth, we didn't have a system that guaranteed access to healthcare for all of its citizens. Millions of people didn't have health insurance, often because their employers didn't provide it or because it was too expensive. But despite the fact that our healthcare system didn't work well, it was hard to change. Healthcare represents about one-fifth of our economy. That's trillions of dollars that are involved. So there were a lot of different economic interests that were vying to maintain the status quo. And because the majority of Americans did have healthcare, some people naturally worried that they'd lose what they had. The media was skeptical of past failures. There was a lot of misinformation, to say the least, flying around. And uh, it's fair to say that most Republicans showed little interest in working (laughs) with us to get anything done. Uh, That's fair to say. (laughs) But despite great odds, Joe and I were determined because we'd met too many people on the campaign trail who'd shared their stories, and our own families uh, had been touched by illness. And as I said to our dear friend Harry Reid, who uh, is missed, wished he was here today, because he took great pride in what we did. I intended to get health care passed even if it cost me re-election which for a while looked like it might. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs>
5: but for all of us, for Joe, for Harry, for Nancy Pelosi, for others, the ACA was an example of why you run for office in the first place, why all of you sign up for doing jobs that pay you less than you could make someplace else, why you're away from home sometimes and you miss some soccer practices or some dance recitals. Because we don't, we're not supposed to do this just to occupy a seat or to hang on to power. But we're supposed to do this because it's making a difference in the lives of the people who sent us here. And because of so many people, including a lot of people who are here today, made enormous sacrifices because members of Congress took courageous votes, including some who knew that their vote would likely cost them their seat. Because the incredible leadership of Nancy and Harry. We got the ACA across the finish line, Together. And the night we passed the ACA, I've said it before, it it was a high point of my time here because it reminded me and it reminded us of what is possible. But, of course, our work was not finished. Republicans tried to repeal what we had done. Again, and again, and again. And they filed lawsuits that went all the way to the Supreme Court three times. I see Don Morelli here who had to defend a couple of them. Um, uh, They tried explicitly to make it harder for people to sign up for coverage. Uh, And let's face it, it didn't help that when we first rolled out the ACA, the website didn't work. That was not one of my happiest moments. <laughs> so given all the noise and the controversy and the skepticism, it took a while for the American people to understand what we had done. But lo and behold, a little later than I'd expected, a lot of folks, including many who had initially opposed health care reform, came around. And today the ACA hasn't just survived, it's pretty darn popular. And the reason is because it's done what it was supposed to do. It's made a difference. First 20 million and now 30 million people have gotten covered thanks to the ACA. It's it's prevented insurance companies from denying people coverage based on a pre-existing condition. It's lowered prescription drug costs for 12 million seniors. It's allowed young people to stay on their parents' plan until they're 26. It's eliminated lifetime limits on benefits, but often put people in a jam. So we are incredibly proud of that work. But the reason we're here today is because President Biden, Vice President Harris, everybody who's worked on this thing understood from the start that the ACA wasn't perfect. To get the bill passed, we had to make compromises. We didn't get everything we wanted. That wasn't a reason not to do it. If you can get millions of people health coverage and better protection, it is, to quote a famous American, a pretty big deal. But there were gaps to be filled. Even today, some patients still pay too much for their prescriptions. Some poor Americans are still falling through the cracks. In some cases, healthcare subsidies aren't where we want them to be, which means that some working families are still having trouble paying for their coverage. Here's the thing, that's not unusual when we make major progress in this country. The original Social Security Act Left out entire categories of people, like domestic workers and farm workers. That had to be changed. In the beginning, Medicare didn't provide all the benefits that it does today. That had to be changed. Throughout history, what you see is that it's important to get something started, to plant a flag, to lay a foundation for further progress. The analogy I've used about the ACA before is that, in the same way that Uh, was true for early forms of Social Security and Medicare, it was a starter home. (laughs) It secured the principle of universal health care, provided help immediately to families, but it required us to continually build on it and make it better. And President Biden understands that, and that's what he's done since the day he took office. As part of the American Rescue Plan, he lowered the cost of health care even further for millions of people. He made signing up easier, he made outreach to those who didn't know they could get covered, make sure that they knew, made that a priority. And as a result of these actions, he helped a record 14.5 million Americans get covered during the most recent enrollment period. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what happens when you have an administration that's committed to making a program work. And today, today, the Biden-Harris administration is going even further by moving to fix a glitch in the regulations that will lower premiums for nearly one million people who need it and allow 200,000 more uninsured Americans get access to coverage. I'm a private citizen now. But I still take it more than a passing interest in the course of our democracy. (laughs) But I'm outside the arena, and and I know how discouraged people can get with Washington. Democrats, Republicans, Independents. Everybody feels frustrated sometimes about what takes place in this town. Progress feels Way too slow sometimes. Victories are often incomplete. And in a country as big and as diverse as ours, consensus never comes easily. But what the Affordable Care Act shows is that you are driven by the core idea that together we can improve the lives of this generation and the next. And if you're persistent, if you stay with it, and are willing to work through the obstacles and the criticism and continually improve where you fall short, you can make America better. You can have an impact on millions of lives. You can help make sure folks don't have to lose their homes when they get sick, that they don't have to worry whether a loved one is gonna get the treatment they need. President Joe Biden understands that. He has dedicated his life to the proposition that there's something worthy about public service and that the reason to run for office is for days like today. So I could not be more honored to be here with him as he writes the next chapter in our story of progress. I'm grateful for all the people who've been involved and in continuing to make the ASA everything it can be. And it is now my great privilege to introduce the 46th president of the United States, Joe
0: Biden.
1: Wow. How was that? How was that? That told you a lot, didn't it? It told you a lot. And just the exchange of how pissed he looked. Nah. Like I said, let them keep going. Everything they use against us Will be used against them ten, tenfold Tenfold So weird So weird Now I So See I want to show you something The same people that talk shit about me Are the same people that You know Follow my stuff. Mike is obsessed with me. Um, and not Mike Tramarco, we're talking Mike Rothschild. Mike is obsessed with me, yet after you know, he trolled my stuff. He's like, Oh, look at him, you know, doxing the son of a president. You mean dox shit. Hunter left that. Who asked Hunter recommendation when? There you go. You see that? 2014. But we're talking about people from other countries, which is a different story. But, see, genuinely decent guy. Oh, Mike. He was the most broken person. Oh. So weird, isn't it? How the left was talking about these things and putting them out, right? Because they were stalking my things. So they were like, how can we use this to attack the Right. Is that that's the problem we have is that they will use things against us. Well, here's a president that tells you everything. Let's get to it. It's a little bit overdue, right? Let's just finish gates.
6: Well, that was interesting. (laughs) I want to also mention while we're here, candidate for Georgia insurance commissioner. We have not a good commissioner right now, but we're going to have somebody great. Thank you back there. Look at how far that goes back. Why can't they show those people? Why can't the cameras just turn around? They're fake media. They don't want to show. They don't ever want to show those crowds. Thank you very much for being. Thank you. Look at that. As far as the eye can see. My vision's okay, but that far I cannot see. Thank you very much. But candidate for Georgia Insurance Commissioner, Patrick Witt, and I'll tell you he has my complete and total endorsement. And where's Patrick? He's gonna be a great, he's gonna be a great commissioner, Patrick. You are going to be a great commissioner. Patrick Witt. He's a brilliant man. He's the only guy I know that played quarterback at Yale. Went to Yale. He was an incredible student. Were you a better quarterback or student? I have a feeling you were a better student. Tell me. But I heard Herschel told me. I, like, I love that. And then Beach, he's fantastic. He's two and a half. Republicans must put those principles immediately back into action because right now we're about America last. Everything's about America last. We're destroying our country like never before. We've never been in a position like this ever before. We're laughed at, we're scorned all over the world. They don't respect us, they don't fear us, and they don't like us. That's a bad combination. This is the single most dangerous time for our country in history. Far more dangerous than World War I or World War II, and that's because of the power of nuclear weapons. And yet you have people like John Kerry worrying about the climate, the climate. The climate. Oh, I heard that the other day. Here we are, guys, threatening us. He's worried about the ocean will rise one hundredth of one percent over the next three hundred fucking years.
1: You know, I guess the the Christians won't vote for him because he said fuck. Right. Righteous indignation is not allowed. Right. Fucking climate. It's a cesspool. They take your money. Thank you, President Trump, for demonstrating what righteous indignation looks like. Because I'm pretty sure if the word was around back when Jesus was here, guarantee you when he was flipping those tables, he was like, fuck this shit. Guarantee you. Because he had righteous indignation, seeing his children the way they are.
6: It's crazy. These people, these people are crazy. And, you know, we want a clean environment. I'm a big environmentalist in the truth. I want immaculately clean water. We want clean air. And we set all sorts of records during my administration. But we can't destroy our country in doing it. You know, China, the air is filthy. Russia is filthy. India is filthy. Japan is filthy. And that filth goes up. And then it blows into our country and we're supposed to be clean and we don't have the power with so-called green, the windmills, you know, remember the windmills? Darling, darling, I want to watch the president. I love him so much. I want to watch him on television tonight. I'm sorry, but the wind isn't blowing. You'll have to wait (laughs) till another time. Windmills. You know, they're all made, the windmills in Germany and in China. And more crap is poured if you believe in the carbon footprint. Remember with Obama, the carbon footprint must be saved. Then he hops into Air Force One and he flies to Hawaii to play golf, spewing out a lot of fumes. Every single day we have the president of Russia mentioning the N-word. You know what the N-word is, right? You know what the N-word is? The nuclear word. Oh, I got a lot of, oh. They would go, what did he just say? Oh, no, he's in trouble he's in trouble he said the n-word no 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 it's a nuclear word the nuclear word is a a very dangerous dangerous word and it's being thrown around very cavalierly meanwhile we have a president that has no idea what the hell he's doing and has no idea even where he is Did you see today, they're all arguing, screaming, and I know all those leaders, and they're at the top of their game, you know, they're tough, they're fierce, they're fierce people, and they're screaming at each other for a solution to Ukraine. And Joe's sitting there like this, he doesn't know what the hell's going on, and the fake news, all those people up there, they're trying to say, he's acting brilliantly, Ukraine is being bombed as shit, he's acting brilliantly. (laughs) They're saying, oh, he's bringing the world together. He's bringing the world together. You know, if it wasn't for me, remember, NATO, they weren't paying their bills. They were delinquent. And I was the one that went in. And they all said, Donald Trump didn't like NATO. I'm, look, I'm not particularly thrilled with it. I figure when you need it, you'll, it won't be there. Or maybe it will, but we can get together pretty fast. We were spending money on NATO and getting screwed on trade, right, by the same countries. So we were doing it, and they weren't paying their bills. And one of the heads of one of the countries, 28 countries including us, said to me, sir, at a meeting, and I can't believe the press didn't report it, but they didn't report it. You know why? Because it was a positive development. They don't report positive. They said, sir, does that mean that if we don't pay our bills, if we're attacked by Russia, it used to be for the Soviet Union, now we say it's for Russia? Similar, if we're attacked by Russia, if we don't pay our bills, will you protect us? I said, so you're not paying your bills and you want us to protect you? No, the answer is we will not protect you if you're attacked by Russia. And you know what happened? The next day, the money started flowing in. That money came in because Obama would go there and make a speech. And Bush would go there and make a speech. Remember, Bush gave up Georgia. Obama gave up Crimea. I gave up nothing. And Biden is giving up all of Ukraine. It's destroyed. That country is in such, it's so, I mean, how do you rebuild it? How do you do it? Nobody's ever seen anything like it. One of the first things we must do when Republicans retake Congress is stop Joe Biden's inflation nightmare. You're being destroyed by inflation. You're being destroyed. And a lot of it has to do, again, with the energy. The energy prices have gone so much. It's, you know, it's a big, it's a big deal, and other things are happening. Suddenly Americans cannot afford to buy their groceries. They cannot afford to heat their homes. They cannot afford to fill their cars. And it started, you know, whoever heard of this word supply chain, I did a book, Our Journey Together, right? Nice book. And you know, it sold like crazy. We needed 300,000 additional copies, more than that. We went to the printer, second biggest printer supposedly, He said, sir, we have a problem. Well, we have no paper. We have no ink. We have no leather at the outside cover. We have no glue. We have nothing. And he said, how often does that happen, sir? It's never happened before. So we want to get them. But uh, we have no glue. We have no nothing. Who the hell ever heard of this stuff? You go to the stores and the stores are, the cupboards are empty. You go into Tiffany, and where is your ego? surge? we think we can have it in the next uh, seven to eight months. Oh, that's wonderful. The good news is you don't buy anything. You save a lot of money, okay? But it all started long before Ukraine. It started when radical Democrats poured trillions and trillions of dollars into their left-wing fantasy, if it really is a fantasy. I actually think it's not a fantasy. I actually think they want to destroy our country. With your vote, we will bring Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi's socialist spending spree to a screeching halt. We'll do that very quickly. Another top priority when Republicans take back Congress should be to pass a bill immediately terminating every single COVID mandate. No more lockdowns, no more restrictions, no more hysteria, and no more masks, please, finally. We don't want our children going to school in masks, and now they're saying the masks don't work, and they still want the masks. In addition, a Republican Congress must stand up for parental rights in our schools. As president, I was proud to issue the world's first ban on critical race theory. That's another beauty. Joe Biden rescinded that order immediately upon going into office. One of the many, many bad things that have happened to us. But when we retake Congress, Republicans will ban critical race theory in our schools, ban it in our military and ban it every part of our. We're going to ban it in every part of our federal, state, and local governments. I had it totally banned, and then it came back. Furthermore, America's moms and dads must be given a veto over anyone teaching far-left gender ideologies to their children in school without parental consent. And by the way, how about this one? We must protect women's sports. Did you see the woman's record? It was held for 11 years. And they were trying to break it by one eighth of one second. And they had a woman, a great swimmer, and she they, she was going to break it. Mr. Future Governor, I hope, David, you're going to be the governor. I just wasted a hell of a lot of time here tonight. All right. David, <laughs> David they were going to break this record by one eighth of one second. She thought she could do it. And then a guy comes along and he joins. He broke it by 38 seconds. Did you see 38 seconds? Not one eighth, but 38 seconds. And the best of all of the weightlifting. They have a record for 18 years, it stood. Women are lifted and lifted. Oh, I got to lift. And they put one tenth of an ounce on one side, one tenth, and they're going to break this 18 year old record. And this guy comes along. One hand,
0: <laughs>
6: broke it by many, many pounds. They said, have you lifted before? No, I haven't. I've just started. <laughs> no, but you know how unfair that is to women? It's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. And, and nobody, I mean, if you're a coach, you want to win, right? So who you want on your team? Who do you want on your team? You want to win? You want to have a good basketball team? Who do you want? It's so unfair to women. It really is taking away women's rights. And you can't do that. The left has become so extreme that we now have a justice being nominated to the Supreme Court who testified under oath that she could not say what a woman is. If she can't even say what a woman is, how on earth can she be trusted to say what the Constitution is? And a party that's unwilling to admit that men and women are biologically different in defiance of all scientific and human history is a party that should not be anywhere near the levers of power in the United States of America. Say what you want, but Judge Jackson was unbelievably disrespectful to Republican senators that in many cases were really nicely asking questions. She had total disdain and even hatred for them. And I understand that she's very proud of the fact that she never once voted to support President Trump on anything. She always voted against me and she brags about it. I always voted against Trump. How about that? Is that nice? She always voted against me. Maybe it's an incorrect story, but I have a feeling it may be correct. Another key step for Republican Congress would be to rein in the corrupt Silicon Valley tech monopolies and restore free speech in America. Just last week, the failing New York Times finally admitted that Hunter Biden's laptop is real. Remember when they said it was done by Russia? Russia, Russia, Russia did it again. Oh, that Russia, gee. I mean, Putin's got bigger problems right now, but he must have thought we were nuts. The, the laptop was done by Russia, which really means that Joe Biden's corruption, though, is real when the New York Times admitted it. But they waited till after the election and significantly before the next election, right? Because it's so bad. It's so bad what they did. Probably illegal, but it's so bad
1: Probably. You mean very illegal. And here's the thing, you guys. You got to turn the heat up a little bit when you want to make a point. Um, By the way, thank you for the rants. I was on the other page. I don't know if anyone sent rants before. Again, thank you uh, for powering me. Uh, You're my mitochondria. Uh, So what he's saying is important that they're admitting it because they had to. Because they knew what's coming. There's a ton of lawsuits in the pipeline that is going, you know, boom. Okay. Arizona's going to break open. We've got my lawsuit coming in. I'll tell you guys, uh, you know, today we're filing um, a motion in the court to ask the judge what to do about Ollie. We'll be like, look, he's saying he's got it, but he's ignoring the court. Here's his posts. Here's what he said. Like, how would you like us to proceed? And here's his lawyer who said he was his lawyer. And then he decided he's not his lawyer. All of this is coming out too. Remember, they defame me. They don't get away with that. Smearing me on global media platforms. Zachy's not getting away with it. She missed her deadline. It's game over. Now, since you have the White House, you can make that shit appear, right? You don't get a hundred mile rule. Let's go. And we already found the case for that. Let's go. See, there's a lot of cases in the pipeline and rather than us drive the narrative, hence why they started with the Hunter Biden, we don't need people that are going to talk the truth to drive the narrative. We're going to do it, right? They want to drive the narrative of Hunter Biden and Joe Biden because they don't want us understanding that, boom, hey, Obama, you're getting impeached. They want to drive the narrative and that's the problem. That is the bottom line here, that they want to drive the narrative. And you know you know, how we started with the stickers in their face, Trump won, Biden did this. This is why it's important that you put the Biden face on the gas pump and don't use Trump like, I'll fix that, right? You're going to find a liberal that's going to be triggered just seeing his face, okay? That's it. You got to be tactful on what you use. But right now, you know, they're talking crimes. They're talking Farrah violations, tons of them that Garrett Ziegler found, right? Tons. There's tons of them. I've got one in the pipeline that I should have written months ago, and I just haven't gotten around to it. And I'm going to get around to it because I fixed my computer today. So, um, you know, these are all coming out. And like he said, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. But what he's pointing out to the people is that we're, being embarrassed on a global scale right now. We have people saying things that don't make sense. We look like idiots to the rest of the world. And to the people that are standing as tall as they can, right? Hoping that America will come through. They see shit like this and they're just like, what's going on? Right? Like, what's going on? How are people still talking about other things? But what they're also seeing is, damn, your stickers were in Congress today, or was it the Senate? Ding, blown up and everything. How's that feel? You see, you can make change. You don't have to be a loser. You don't have to be a grifter. You know, you don't have to like tell people, I've got secret information. You should tell them, I got a time traveler that tells me everything.
0: Mmm.
1: Mmm. Now people think that president trump would roll over right you've got something coming right it's 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 insane if you think he's going to roll over and let this go there is no letting go an election that was never had it, there is no letting go and what you're seeing is a tragedy everywhere from the economy to the politics, local, federal, and global. Speaking of economy, tomorrow, I'm going to try to put together a show for you to introduce you to the concept of cryptocurrency. I know a lot of people, there's a lot of people, okay, I'm no specialist, okay, I'm not a specialist, but I think people need to understand what it is, like dumb it down. See, if you can't understand it well enough, you can't explain it. I've seen videos on YouTube where they're telling people, but people are not understanding it. It's not in normal people English. It's in tech English, right? Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to walk you through that and show you the easiest way to enter that and understand it. Because right now they're trying to get rid of Bitcoin and Ethereum to put it into Ripple and, um, and well uh, Stellar Lumens. Remember the one from Ukraine? that PayPal uses, that I told you, hey, that would be a great thing. I got a couple hundred of those, so that's good. But they're trying to absorb at the Bitcoin conference. I I was actually going to go in Miami, but I didn't. Um, Because I was invited. You know why? Because I've collected some tokens on some platform to make me look like I'm a fucking whale, right? When I got them for 0.0001 penny, And now each of them are worth 49 cents. So the few that I have are worth 40 grand. I can't touch it because if I touch it, then I lose the privileges. I don't use it. I can't use it. It's just sitting there. Right. But, um, for that reason, I get invited to whale conferences because it's like, I'm supposedly a whale for that company (laughs) because I have that. And it's like, no, I just got lucky. Um, So, um, and that's locked up. Um, it's like just to have their privileges, like to have airport lounges, you know, I like to be comfortable, right? I can, um, go to any airport lounge. I can participate in, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, private jet shares. So I can actually jump in. Um, I, um, I, they give me a bunch of, if I pay with their card, Netflix, I get it all back in tokens. I get, you know, uh, 10% if I use their card, which I can't because I don't have, I don't have, I just have that. Yeah. The crow. There you go. Um, so I, I've got like top level ice level, right? Card sitting there. Cause I got it, you know, and it's only 40 grand. The next level is 400 grand. So the two top tiers are the black card and the ice card, Right. So, um, I'll walk you through it. I know a lot of you are probably going to look into it, you know, download and everything. Remember there's a lot of people in your groups. Maybe they have the app because if we all share codes, cause that's how I bought most of my tokens by sharing codes. I get $25, they got $25 and it's unlimited. So boom. So make sure you guys share so you can share in that. Um, but that's, 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 that's how you get your foot in the door um <laughs> slowly and I'll walk you through it I'll explain exactly what the crypto market is and what they're selling because a lot of people don't understand it and this is why they prey on people to um uh, buy tokens that are useless and then they they're all rug pulls where you know you end up with nothing people pay people to talk about tokens um so right now they have this conference and a friend of mine who's a reporter is actually down there with um, uh, the North Dakota Department of Commerce. So you've got some really big wigs from various states at the crypto conference in Miami right now. And so, oh, you have, I just saw someone say, I've got tons of crow for years. Yeah, I do too. Um, I'm not selling that. I'm just going to keep it because it ever like, if you sell it, you're out completely. Like, if you sell it, you have, like, no privileges. And, uh, you know, and I don't even know if you can unstake it. I think it's stuck for 180 days. Like, you literally can't touch it. And I just rolled it over for another 180 days So um, when I upgraded. So um, that's because it went up, right? But anyway, I will walk you guys through it. So that way you can do the same thing because everyone's going to crypto. You're going to be on the blockchain within the next 10 years, and it's going to be your state um, blockchain. And so um, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. And I hope uh, for those of you that are new to cryptocurrency will join me tomorrow. I, I think I will. I um, will walk you through. I'll explain what they are. Um, and how it's done and why they sell and how they go. Um, So I, I wanted to make that note because this is how embarrassing it is for our nation everywhere, that right now all of us are here and we had no idea that our finance reps from our states and commerce reps from our states currently in Miami talking about cryptocurrency and dumping it all into Stellar Lumens and Ripple, which is crazy. Here's how they centralize.
6: Joe Biden should recuse recuse himself from from anything anything having to do with Ukraine because they've gotten so much money from Ukraine. How would you like to say that? A president should recuse himself because they've taken in a fortune. The sun was getting $84,000 a month and a $3 million upfront payment from a very corrupt, they say, energy company. And when they asked him what he knows about energy, he said, I know nothing about energy. As soon as Republicans have the chance, they must immediately investigate the egregious election interference by the media, these people right back here, the fake media, the tech giants and intelligence officials who claimed it was Russia disinformation. How about, these, how about these people in intelligence, intelligence, I quote, where they all said, oh, no, Russia did the laptop. Now they don't know what to do. There's 51 of them. They all said it was Russia. If you don't have free speech, you don't have a country to fight back against this corrupt establishments, relentless hoaxes and lies. This week I filed a historic lawsuit to hold them accountable for the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. And remember, I'm suing because they spied on our campaign. They spied on our campaign. And the spying even went to where I was in the White House. So I'm in the Oval Office and they're spying on my campaign. Again, I said it before, I'll say it again. Could you imagine if I did that to them? I'm suing for millions of dollars in damages against crooked Hillary Clinton, James Comey, Andrew McKay. The two lovers, you remember the lovers, Peter Strock and Lisa Page, and they're going around suing everybody. They use the FBI's web. That was not a good idea. They use the FBI servers. We're suing this guy, Christopher Steele, for writing a fake guy. Got a fortune. He got more money than James Patterson, the number one author, gets for a book. Christopher Steele, a lightweight jerk, Fusion GPS, the Democratic National Committee. Another beauty, Debbie Wasserman Schultz. How about her? Jake Sullivan, who's telling us all there is to know about Ukraine. How's he doing? The NC law firm Perkins Coie, Democrat lawyers Michael Sussman, Mark Elias, and many, many more. And it's a big case. Let me give you the bad news. This could only happen to me. This could only happen to me. Should I give you the bad news? We filed this great case. We've got a judge who was appointed by Bill and Hillary Clinton. (laughs) How do you think that's going to go? This shit can only happen to me. But we're going to drain the swamp. We're just eight months away from potentially the most important midterm victory in American history. And we need a landslide so big they cannot rig it. We don't want them to rig it or steal it. We cannot let that happen because this country cannot take another election like we just had. This is the year we're going to take back the House. We're going to take back the Senate and we are going to take back our country. And in 2024, most importantly, we are going to take back that gorgeous, beautiful, breathtaking White House. But first we have to vote out the rhinos and weak, horrible Republicans in the Georgia primary. And the Republican Party has to nominate David Perdue as your next governor he's a tough strong great guy and it was terrible what they did to him and to everybody else in our country I need every person here to get your friends get your family get everyone you know and get the hell out to vote for David and all of these incredible people that you see with us tonight it's on May 24th if you want to save Georgia from Stacey Abrams, can you believe? And, you know, she lives in these beautiful houses all of a sudden. She's living in these gorgeous multi-multi-million-dollar houses. What the hell is going on? Will anybody ever look into this kind of stuff? And then they come after me because I want voter integrity. Let's go after Trump. He wants voter integrity. Let's go after him. So we've got to stop this whole thing with Stacey Abrams, you know, she protested her last election. She said she, uh, she won, and she did it for three years, and then all of a sudden she stopped because it was fine for her to protest. But when I protest, oh, I'm not a patriot. The fact is, it would be a lot easier for me not to protest. It would be very easy, and you go on to the next, but we can't do that. We have to fight like hell because these people are vicious, They're evil, they're against us, and they're against our country, and we cannot let them get away with it. So together with your help, we will fight for more jobs for Georgia families, fair trade for Georgia workers, and more Georgia factories forging more products stamped with that beautiful phrase, made in the USA. We will shut down Joe Biden's border disaster. We will again end catch and release. We did it before. Here we go again. We got in. Can you believe it? Catch. You know what that is? We catch him and then we release him into our country. We will end chain migration. We will end the visa lottery and we will get that wall finished in three weeks. We'll pass historic election integrity reforms, including citizenship confirmation, little thing like that. No more drop boxes, no more private money pouring into local election offices, and we must have universal voter ID. We will hold China accountable for unleashing the virus and charge them trillions, and we can do it. All we have to do is say, we're not trading with you anymore. You got to pay us a lot. But you could never pay what they really. It's over $50 trillion that they've done damage to the world. But we're going to be asking them for a lot of money. I charged China hundreds of millions of dollars in trade. You know, I put tariffs on them. And listen to this one. Billions and billions of dollars China is paying the United States because of me and the tariffs and taxes I put on. But listen to this. Biden just announced that he's going to take many of those tariffs off of China because he's worried about inflation. What the hell is that to have to do with inflation? What's going on? So they're gonna take the they're gonna take the taxes, tariffs off of China, because they're worried about inflation. Should have worried about inflation when it came to drilling oil. We'll stop Biden crime wave in Democrat run cities. We will give our police officers our 100 percent support and we will restore law and order in America. We will pass critical reforms, making every executive branch employee fireable by the president. The deep state must and will. And it was largely by me. And it wasn't easy has to be brought to heal. Now, no president has ever suffered like I've suffered at the hands of these animals. People say to me, how the hell did you do it? And I can't even give them an answer. I don't know. I think I did it because I love you and because we have a job to do. But but I've had very tough, very brilliant people Come up to me, made a lot of money. They were tough and vicious and, in many cases, horrible people. I don't even like them. And they said, could I ask you a question? How the hell did you take it? How did you get up in the morning and get dressed? How did you do it? I said, I don't know. I just had to do it. I just had to do it. But I fully understood. And these are tough people. These are people who can take a lot. And I get asked all the time, I mean, we win the Mueller hoax. We win the Russia, Russia, Russia deal. Then we have to win impeachment hoax number one. Then we have to win impeachment hoax number two. And then we have to win. Now we got a January 6th where I call out the military three days before. I say, we want 10,000 soldiers. I recommend it to Nancy Pelosi. who's crooked as hell. I recommend it to her. She turns it down. And then they say, we wanted to have it. Well, if I want to have it, what the hell am I saying we will give you 10,000 plus soldiers to encircle the capital for before the event? These are crooked people. It's a hoax. The whole thing is a hoax. And they play it well, and then they go on to the next. How about Adam Schiff? Watermelon head, I call him. How about Adam Schiff? He goes, Russia, Russia, Russia. Then after two years, it's been proven to be a hoax. And he goes, Ukraine, now Ukraine. He goes up and goes like nothing ever happened with Russia. These people are very bad for our country. We will protect innocent life. We will defend our Constitution. We will defend the Second Amendment. And you better watch that Second Amendment. They're going to take away your guns. You look at, uh, look at Beto. Beto. I don't think Beto's going to do too well in Texas. He's running for governor. He wants no guns, no oil, no religion. Other than that, I think his policy is quite good. I don't think he's going to do too good. Remember, they said Donald Trump is in trouble in Texas. We won in such a landslide like people haven't seen. But they say it's in trouble. And we will proudly uphold the Judeo-Christian values and principles of our nation's our name. We will restore patriotic education to our schools, and we will teach our children to love their country, honor our history, and always respect our great American flag. In conclusion, our MAGA movement is by far the greatest political movement in the history of our country. And if it wasn't, Those very dishonest people back there would say it loud and clear. Together, we're standing up against some of the most sinister forces, entrenched interests, and vicious opponents our people have ever seen. But no matter how big or powerful these corrupt radicals may be, you must never forget, this nation does not belong to them. This nation belongs to you. This is your home. This is your heritage and our American liberty is your God-given right. It was patriots like you who built this country and it is patriots like you who are going to save our country.
1: That's That's the and sauce. And together we will make That's the sauce right there. Patriots like you will be the ones that will save this country. You will save this country. Nobody else is going to save it. You are. No one else is going to save it. You are. You are the heroes of the story. You are the heroes of the story. Not one man, not one woman. It is you, the people. Now, President Trump was talking about Hillary Clinton. He spoke about Mark Elias. Uh, one of his law fir- his law firm is actually representing Media Matters. Media Matters is going to be going down too, from what I hear. In regards to you know, a lot of people have to think about this. How do we target the media for putting out fake news? Can we put it as a bribe to just do marketing? Uh, should we force them to brand themselves as marketers as opposed to news agencies? Because that's exactly what they're doing. The propaganda is basically marketing. Now. I wanted to show you guys the new wave of trolling that I am loving. I see people doing this everywhere. And obviously one of my favorite people did it, um, who I love uh, watching. And, you know, we put stickers, they turn up to city council meetings and they're woke. Woke like nobody's business. So let's take a listen to this um professor openly admitting that Democrats end game and what it is for American children.
7: Okay, Mark Dice. Mark Dice. To be followed by Wendy Bravo, to be followed by Jimmy Knott. <laughs> Thank you. I'm Professor Mark Dice. I teach gender studies at California State University, and my colleagues and I across the country have been making tremendous progress in shattering the gender binary. We've introduced, as you know, a growing list of over 57 different gender identities. Many people don't know which gender they want to be. It's a extremely creative process. The reason I'm here is obviously the college students, young adults, their minds still fairly malleable. But we've seen the Don't Say Gay bill being passed in Florida. And if we're going to truly succeed in the new world order, we're going to have to reach the younger children. And maybe on a local level, we could start with introducing ordinances to ban even identifying anyone as a gender at all. And if we can stop referring to the children as just boys, girls, he's or she's until they're old enough to decide, uh, perhaps then we can complete the, I mean, let's just be honest here, the Marxist revolution, we can get to the point where a lot of us can shed the label of a Democrat and just openly admit that, that we are Marxists. And we've made such progress, the LGBT community and the acronym has grown to LGBTQAI+, but still a lot of people aren't sure what any of these acronyms stand for. Repealing the First Amendment on a national level may be a little bit difficult, but we've seen surveys conducted on the Oceanside Pier that there are a lot of people that are willing to accept that. So we're just recommending the Bilderberg Group, Think Tank, some of our associates, World Economic Forum are recommending that on local levels, we prevent the gendering of children at all. As you know, children will believe virtually anything at a young age. They believe that a man in a red suit flies around and brings presents to them. Every Christmas. And if we can convince them that uh, there is no such thing as gender, that boys can be girls, girls can be boys, that men can get pregnant, uh, that women can have um, external um, genitals, penises, then I think that we'll be able to Really succeed in what it is that we're trying to do here. The cultural Marxism is in a collegiate level. Everyone's familiar with critical race theory. uh, But in order to really succeed, we're going to have to start reaching the children on a younger level. And again, by the time a lot of these students reach college, uh, many of them are set in their ways. Some of them are watching Tucker Carlson, other YouTubers. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. For more, subscribe to the Mark Dice YouTube channel. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, That's right. Subscribe to my channel if you're new here and check back on a regular basis. And to help spread the word, order a Liberalism Find a Cure shirt from my online online store at
1: or Click the link in the description below. Or if that's not your style, pick up a... Oh, that was awesome. You just throw back in the face the stupidities they say. I've seen a lot of people doing this around the internet. And so Mark, I don't know how he kept a straight face. It's kind of like when Phoebe pretends she's a liberal... She does it really, really well. The way she says, I'm offended, you know. Um, so it was um, it was actually perfect because this is what we need. We need to get ballsier. We need to dish what they're serving back at them. And that's how you do it. Now, uh, I wanted to say, um, so tomorrow's um, show will be about crypto. I'll show you. Um, what I have done, it's, it's literally a savings account that I don't touch ever. Like I, I would be on the street rather than touch it. That's my fun to buy a house. It's really small. You know, you can't get a lot. <laughs> $40,000. But I'm going to show you guys how I grew it over the years with just one thing. Um, it literally started with $100. And so I'm going to show you guys how to do it as well. Um, and show you, um, what it means. And, you know, uh, the reason people were pushing Ripple, too, because Ripple is one of the oldest um, group of blockchain currencies that exist. It was actually in, um, what is it, 2013 that it was put on the market. And um, what's weird is only 50% of it is actually circulating. That means there's one person or one group or one company that has the other 50%. So, um, that's why I don't trust it. And I'll show you what I look at, right? Um, it doesn't mean that I'm right, but I'm pretty good at numbers. And yeah, I have. I still have ship. It's worth nothing right now, but hopefully, uh, if it hits a penny, we're all freaking crypto billionaires. But you know what's going to happen? Exactly what I said it was going to happen. What they're going to do is they're going to control cryptocurrency, so that way you can't cash it out to physical dollars. It'll be funny money, and that's exactly what they want it to be. So. Uh, crypto is going to change and what we need to do is stop it because it's decentralized investments. Uh, There's no more people on the floor at the New York Stock Exchange, no more ringing bells, no more, um, uh, you know, oiling their hands. these tokens are like stock certificates and i'll explain it to you for those of you and those of you that are i know there's a lot of people that are on the tory says group and 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 there were a couple of people that that taught me things that i didn't know right because i just don't have the time but um uh this this is um I, I think tomorrow will be eye opening for people that don't know about crypto. Um, you know, I'm not pushing any crypto. I'm telling you what I do and I'll show you, like, you know, over what, one, two, three years how it's built itself. And that's something that I've been doing. Uh, I know there's a lot of people that, um, you know, have money and they're able to do things. I'm not. So <laughs> whatever. Um, but I will show you how it's done. Um, I'm going to take screenshots of my own app so that I can show you how it works and how you can take advantage of things. Because right now, whatever comes out of this crypto conference in Miami, um, you know, it'll be very interesting. Uh, so on that note, um, just so you know, I don't trade on crypto.com at all. I use other wallets and platforms. I don't. All I do is have that crow in there. That's the only thing I keep in there, um, just so you know. So I will show you um, how um, it's done and why Doge was done. See, Doge brought in the younger generation. Well, we'll go through it tomorrow. On that note, I want to wish you guys a fantastic evening. And I have a really cool music slash video to show you um, for the close. And let's see, here we go. So much love and I'll see you guys tomorrow. God bless.
0: Wow. Time has come as we all fall oh, oh, down Yeah, but for the fall my heart Do you dare to look me right in the eyes? Yeah Oh, God save we run you down Down to the dark Yeah, someday we we'll run you down Down till you fall And they will run you down Down till you go Yeah, till you can't grow no more And where down we go Oh,
5: oh, oh, oh,
0: oh, oh, where down we go Say, where down we go Oh, I we're running down. Now see your car, all the way down